feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. The Bull Radio Football Show. Well, it may be Christmas time, but the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. We're here, guys. How are you? Barry, Sai, and Rob. Belated. Merry Christmas. Yeah, same to you. Merry Christmas, Paul. Merry Christmas. I had a wonderful Christmas. This is my favourite time of the year. By the way, it looks like you had a good Christmas as well, isn't it? He's, he's got five he's the jumpers on, or he's put a few, few pounds on <laughs> I ate well yeah. I ate well good to get time with the family guys and it's great to be back on tonight isn't it I was just speaking to Paul my son earlier on saying that is brilliant that the Go Radio Football Show is on tonight people desperate to talk about football because it's a huge week Barry Ferguson yeah well listen we know what's coming up at the, at the weekend the old firm game but there's games on Wednesday night that are still important for a lot of clubs but it's great that we're on um, during the festive break well I do the intro now that we no news there so I do the intro that we yeah, was go, prepared yeah, go, go for the intro 12 yeah. league wins in a row for Rangers after the 1-0 win over Hebs Hadji back on the score sheet 16 points clear Greg Taylor says Celtic can still win the title after the 3-0 victory at Hamilton Edward penalty Griffiths and Turnbull sounds a bit like business as usual with Griffiths and Edward next stop for the two Wednesday Rangers in Paisley Celtic at home to Dundee United Aberdeen regain third spot after the 2-1 win against St Johnson Motherwell uh, a point for them against Dundee United when it should have been three and St Mirren win again in Dingwall as Kilmarnock lost at the weekend 2-1 to Born Again Livingston it's dire for Killy at the moment and remembering Jim McLean what he achieved in football is absurd Rob those were the words of Sir Alec Ferguson who said uh, they made it the new firm didn't they Dundee United becoming well they beat Barcelona home and away yeah they were crazy days weren't they both for Aberdeen and for Dundee United and, and I guess almost unthinkable now for, for anyone and there are plenty of people around who didn't live through those days um, it was it was crazy that you know Dundee United and Aberdeen expected to beat Rangers and Celtic regularly that their performances in Europe unbelievable Dundee United against Barcelona and he was a hard man Jim McLean but uh, you know he made a massive impact in Scottish football he did indeed he took them all the way to a UEFA Cup final yeah obviously I'm fed Dundee so yeah. even guys my age who are Dundee United fans they still speak about Jim McLean like he's a hero even though it was before their time I think he's that much appreciated in Dundee obviously my manager Jim McAnally played under him I think he had a lot of highs and a lot of lows under him but uh, I think he was a guy that was obsessed with winning mm-hmm. and I think they're gone for football now uh, for the top to the bottom of the football club he demanded standards you know you speak to Andy McLaren about Jim McLean and, and Andy says when he was 13 training in Glasgow uh, with the kids Jim McLean would drive through as the manager on a Thursday night and watch them train and if, if training wasn't done properly it would be stopped by the first team manager and they'd be told that there were certain standards at Dundee United and, but, and that's why mm-hmm. he is an icon at Dundee United and I think he'll be the biggest icon that the club will ever have for sure Barry he tried to sign you at one point yeah, I, I trained with Dundee United from probably the age of about 10 to 14 um, and he was uh, he went upstairs at that, that stage I think mm-hmm. director of football that he was on the, the board but look when you get people like Alex Ferguson and Walter Smith I read an article Walter Smith says about him um, and what he'd done in the 70s and 80s for Dundee United was unbelievable the, the team I remember as a young kid 
Growing up watching he's, he's done United teams And some fantastic players Like David Neri Malpass Sturrock Hegarty You could go on uh, yep. David Dodds up front Guys like that So they, they were a Unbelievable football team And look He has a legend There's no doubt about that Did you get the offer Of the long contract Because that's yeah. what He was famous for doing I know Imagine Nine you years. came up To Dundee So we would have Terrorised Fat Sam's And oh, imagine <laughs> oh, me And you and Dundee's oh, Young kids oh, That wow. would have been unbelievable Let's, let, let's be glad <laughs> That that never happened <laughs> So what about the contract Yeah well He was famous for Offering crazy contracts Five years With a, a ten year option Things like that <laughs> um, But look I decided to To go to Rangers Yeah the rest is history. Well, remembering Jim McLean tonight, any uh, thoughts you've got from Lark Hall, of course, Ashgill and his brother Willie was the manager at Air United and Motherwell and Tommy McLean, great yeah. player at Kilmarnock and Rangers, an assistant manager and a manager at Motherwell who took them to the cup final and the victory in 91. Yeah, what a hugely successful footballing yep. family. That must be were. the most successful family for that sort of area. <laughs> including the Ferguson's. <laughs> in the mixed days. It's a good what, area, isn't it? What, kind of, what was his team like, Rob? What, what sort of football did they play? Um, you know, I, I guess it was a lot less technical and tactical in those days, right. and it was just pulling together uh, good players with good attitude. I think, mm-hmm. I think, if you were playing for Jim McLean, you had to have the right attitude. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't countenance somebody not not giving it everything mm-hmm. for him. Neri and he would absolutely the hated me then, Paul. <laughs> Is that why you didn't? <laughs> they, they, always, <laughs> they always had a conveyor belt of young talent coming through. Yeah. That was one thing that, huh? and Dun United still. I've got a, a good youth policy that was one thing that they, they always come down yeah. as as I said they always down the west looking for players and, and Jim McLean and his, his coaching staff would always come down yeah. when we we trained down down here yeah. um, they would come down and, and watch us if we played a practice game or whatever Kevin Gallagher and Duncan Ferguson as well yeah. of course Rich, uh, Richard Goff yeah. Richard, <laughs> Richard Goff would, yeah. have, would have been yeah. the latter, latterly Jim McLean wouldn't he yeah. Richard Goff told me a good story about uh-huh. him actually. He can, said he can was, you tell it uh, was it when he was going uh, he was leaving Dundee United he had the choice of where did he eventually go Tottenham Tottenham was an opportunity yeah yeah, and he had somewhere else to go and Jim McLean wasn't really wanting to go he wasn't happy with the money they were getting but Richard Goff decided what team he was getting and he phoned him up and he says uh, by the way Jim just to let you know that's me chose Tottenham and Jim McLean went I don't effing care who you've chose hung the phone up and that was it never heard from again (laughs) (laughs) that sounded like Jim so any memories you have give us a call 0808 17 17 700 the Go Radio Football Show it's uh, Old Firm Weekend coming up and uh, we're looking forward to that Uh, people coming on there in the socials just remembering uh, Dundee United seems a while ago Rob but in some ways it doesn't when you think of the size of Dundee United now uh, compared to then taking on Barcelona Barcelona going to wow. UEFA Cup final. Phenomenal. Um, so, tonight we're going to be looking to what happened at the weekend, but more importantly, remember we've got matches midweek as well. Celtic against Dundee United is three o'clock. St Mirren Rangers also at three, the two big ones. St Johnson against Hamilton, Livingston against Aberdeen, Hibs against Ross County and Motherwell against Kilmarnock. So, on Saturday, it was a Rangers beating Hibs just by one goal to nil and afterwards, Stephen Gerrard. It was a really tough game. Played against a good side today, a side that done extremely well to stay in the game. And they always carry a threat. You know, when you're giving fouls away or throw-ins or corners high up, they're going to pile pressure on you and they've got good delivery. So I thought it was a good game, but because we never took that chance to make it 2-0, I thought the closing stages were quite nervy, but it's a huge win for us. Another clean sheet and, and we march forward. Barry? Yeah, look, a, a massive win. Um, again, I've seen Rangers play better, um, but the difference is with us Rangers team have... They get in front, they don't look like conceding at times. Uh, it's always a, a tricky task coming up against Hibernian. Again, they've got players that can hurt you. 
And when you go into the final, as the manager says there, the final 10, 15 minutes, when you're only a goal up, um, you're on the edge. But listen, they've seen it out. It's a great three points because, as I said, I think Hibs have got a lot of dangerous players. Um, so, look, again, a week ago when they get defeated by St Murn, that's three in the bounce now, three wins in the league, which is the most important thing. Yanis Hadji, as he played his way into the starting lineup for Wednesday and uh, for Saturday. I'm not too sure. You know, I, I didn't think he was outstanding, you know, but he gets his goal. Um, I thought Hibbs maybe showed Rangers a wee bit too much respect in the first half. 11 goals and to come in and play balls into Aribo and Kamara. Then for there, Hibbs went man for man. And what you need when, when, when that happens is players who can take the ball under pressure, players tight to them. And then Kamara and Aribo, Rangers have got that. You know, you look at the goal. Aribo, there's a man tight to him instead of just playing back to his centre back or his full back. He looks to play quick P one twos with Kamara. They get in, and what Rangers do as well is put balls in the box. You know, Roof doesn't even look to see if there's anyone in there. He, th- he flings the ball in the box. And fair play to Hadji. You know, he's yeah. on the front foot. Paul Hanlon's sleeping, and if you do that against Rangers, they'll score against you. Um, and Hibs changed their game plan. Fair play to them at half time. I thought they went and pressed Rangers f- further up the pitch, and they got a bit more joy winning the ball back in Rangers half. But as Barry says, not only just seeing the game out, Rob, but also still creating chances while while yeah. while they were doing that. I think Yanis Hadji is a great example of uh, uh, the strength of Rangers this season because you would look back on the first half of the season and he would not be in your probably top ten uh, Rangers players. But you look at his stats for goals and assists. I just saw that shown over the weekend that the number of goals he's been involved in this season even his stats are really impressive as well and he's not one of the headliners for Rangers yep he, he was he was one of the first picks at the start of the season and yeah, obviously, money yep, you, huh? I mean I think it was three and a half million pound four million pound nowadays it's, it's a lot of money up in, up in Scottish football but he never started the season really well he, he drifted out of the team but obviously he's, he's went away and worked hard he's, he's no spat the dummy out and he's got himself back in the team and the last few games um, and he scored as Rob says he scored some important goals um, but I, I keep going back to it if this was Rangers last season I think they wouldn't have come away with the three points there's a different mindset they, they can when they know they're not going to get that vital second goal they can now see out games I thought I thought sorry Paul I thought Goulton and uh, Balogun done really well mm-hmm. because the Rangers two fullbacks got really high and at times they were left 2v2 with Nisbet and, and Boyle and I thought they defended them really well I thought Nisbet and Boyle were Hibs' two worst players you know, two guys that have been their best players this year. I thought, due to their decision making, but also on how well Balligan and uh, Goldson defended them two v two. And I think him uh, Gerard playing Balligan was a was a was a masterstroke because I thought he really dealt with Boyle's pace really well. One worry will be Arfield. He came yeah. on for five minutes, so he's, he's out. He swabbled yep. off, but he's a big player. He's been a, a massive player for Rangers this season. Um, I don't think he'll be in, involved in Wednesday mm-hmm. against St Murn. Um We'll need to see if he's available for the for the weekend. If he's out, that's going to be a massive miss for Rangers. That was a big test for Rangers, wasn't it? Uh, at the weekend, 20 games, 20 Premiership games, 18 wins and two draws. I mean, it, it's, it's remarkable. You look at Celtic's stats and they're not half bad if it wasn't for Rangers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, did Hibs give them too much respect, Rob? I, no, I don't think so. Um, I, I, th- I think Hibs would probably be pretty happy. They, uh, Hibs reckon they, they should have had a penalty. That That's, that's up for debate. But uh, they gave Rangers a game. They were competitive with Rangers and you can't ask for much more than that at the moment, the, the form Rangers have been in. Yeah, I think second half, as I say, the change. I don't think it was a lack of respect. I, I thought their tactics of sitting on the halfway line and letting Rangers come in and play. I don't think that worked in the first half. Yeah. I think Rangers mm-hmm. had them penned in the first half. You know, and, and what Rangers have got is when they're not maybe at their best with the ball, but it's how they press the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, when they lose the ball and Hibs have to just get it back so quick. 
and Hibs end up kicking the ball back to Rangers or kicking the ball out of play and it just allows Rangers to keep attacking and keep putting balls in their box and as we've seen with Hadji eventually teams will fold and Rangers will eventually get that goal Penalty chat does anyone want to take it were there penalties <laughs> I mean both says never a penalty <laughs> is that the Hadji I've one I've seen yeah. them given yeah. Yeah. Dermot uh, Gallagher today you know the former yeah uh, I watched it yeah. so he said no it, look, he said it doesn't look as though there was contact in which case it could be an indirect free kick in the box uh, for dangerous play but if there's no contact there's no penalty yeah but I can see why Hibs are, are upset about mm, it yeah. as I said yeah. I've, I've seen them given before um, but I'll go back to Hibs a lot of people talk about Boyle who's yeah. excellent for Hibs and, and Nisbet but I think their main players are Boyle Neil in the yeah, middle of the park he's, he's excellent yep. Hibs will struggle to keep hold of him if he yeah. keeps mm-hmm. this sort of form up every time I've seen the boy play mm. um, very very good footballer I think see when you when you play against Rangers in midfield you need to be brave on the ball yeah. because as I say they press you so well and the amount of times that two or three were going to press Neil and he got out that press by by, by using quick feet to get away from people and then he looks to play forward passes. If I was say like in Rangers, I would I would take a I wee like gamble him. on Neil. Okay. I think he's got more strength about him. I think he's strengthened up as well. He's got himself yeah. used to the the physical side of the game because he's always looked handy. He's always had a great left foot, but he's now competitive, combative in the midfield. He can win it and then he can use it. It's took him a bit of time to settle yeah. and as you said Rob I, I think physically he has got stronger there's no doubt about it but as I say when Hibs play well Newell yep. is the main guy um, it keeps him ticking But you can see why Hibs struggle to get over the lining games mm-hmm. You know, I think they're missing that Scott Allen type play somebody that can thread a pass through I know Newell did for the Nisbet goal but I just think when Dodge is in the plane, you need that wee bit more uh, inventiveness for your middle to front, and I, and I think that's what where they've, what they've lacked uh, this season. When is Scott Allen back? I see he was on the telly rather than. I, I want to just, stay, keep him yeah. on the telly. He's gorgeous on it, isn't he? <laughs> tremendous well, he on thinks the telly, so. isn't he? Huh? Yeah, it's, uh, we don't know what's going on with Scott Allen. Not, yeah. I, I've always said it. So much talent. Yeah, he has. He's, yeah. he's a talented, talented footballer, Scott Allen. But obviously, he's got issues just now, and hopefully, they clear up because, look, I do think. I fit Scott Allen makes Hibs a better football team it's like games with Dundee United they're drawn in it and you can bring Scott Allen off it on yep. after 20-30 20, 20, minutes to go sorry he could be that guy that gives you that wee bit something extra Rob you've got some news from down south uh, one of the big matches off today yeah Man City were, were due to be playing uh, tonight but they've got Covid in the camp so uh, that match is off which has uh, played hell with Barry's viewing for later on hasn't it yeah I'll, I'll need to watch Dundonald Bluebell and you know, Kings Park they're driving it now no, the kick off 7.45 oh, I'll not make it So back to Saturday then Conditions oh. were horrendous oh. We want to hear Barry In fact, hold a moment or two In fact, tell us now Barry How bad was it Your match, Kelty Hearts You had a win at the weekend But Saturday How how bad is that? Well, I've played in a lot of tough conditions mm-hmm. And I'm no one for to complain about it But that that was the coldest, wettest I've ever been in 27 years I've been in the game <laughs> <laughs> the, the conditions were horrendous I felt for both sets of players um, You just can't play football in the right the right manner mm. um, but you've got to try and be professional and get through it and after it normally I'll go and do a debrief for 5 or 10 minutes with the players but I, I just walked into the into the dressing room and I told them just get your, your stuff on because they're not even allowed to have shivers mm. so you can tell just he's, get in the sorry, car yeah. you can tell he's never home. played in the lower leagues though uh, yeah. just try going to Arbroath like that every week uh, have you played at Arbroath? Oh, yeah no. played there oh a few God. times is that the coldest ground? Peterhead Peterhead's up there uh-huh, yeah, see Peterhead in the winter because yeah. it's, it's right next to the water it's an absolute wind machine mm-hmm. and I, like Barry says it's a 50-50 game yeah. we've been play, we've played games at Peterhead where our goalies took the goal kicking our centre half side to go and head it on the edge of his own box the and wind, that was similar the to bo- our game I mean do you think they should be called off? Yeah, there's got to be a, a rule. Look, rain, I'm fine with. 
It's wind, I think wind ruins the game of football. That's and only because it messes your fringe up, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you've not got a fringe, you're all right. <laughs> what about having a quality threshold in a football match where actually if the if the standard no, dip, Rob, I'd be off dips below a certain level, you just, right, that's it. That's it. We're co- it's too bad, we're not going to watch this but anymore. You can see during the game both sets of players getting frustrated with mm. themselves as well. Sure. They're trying yep. to pass the ball, the wind's catching the ball. Um, I honestly think there should be a rule in place if there's a certain speed. What was the ref? Was the quite happy to get on with? No, a, a, a couple of times he did look and yep. and, and think maybe is this worth going through? But look, the game started just does finish it. But yeah, rest and I want to call it a Peterhead because it means they're going to need to drive back up on a Tuesday night. So of course, yeah. No matter yeah. what they play to the yeah. end. And you finally did play, and it was one-one. You're both in the draw tonight, Scottish Cup. So that's uh, seven fifteen tonight. We'll see who comes up. We can talk about that tomorrow. So that was Rangers went nineteen points clear for a couple of hours. Celtic travelled to Hamilton, three goal victory. Afterwards, Neil Lennon. I thought they were outstanding. I thought their attitude, first of all, to the game was brilliant, and then the, the football played some great football, great chances, body language. Everything about the players today was spot on and um, we're looking far more like ourselves now and that was a great performance. Have they found a double act up front, funnily enough, Edward? They've not found it, Paul. They've had it for a year and a half. It's just not been on the pitch for some reason. Um, You know, I look at that and it's just a different Celtic team with the two up front. I mean, it's so much more forward thinking, so much slicker. There's no this slow build-up player in the back. Players like Callum McGregor, Ryan Christie are looking forward all the time. And they two are a class above in this league for me. It's simple, they're on the same wavelength. Yeah. And you can two see them are clever. Yeah, look, it brings the, the best out of them. The goal that Lee Griffith scored, um, they know each other's game, they know where they're going to be every time they, they receive the ball. I just think they're a real danger, the two of them. Um, and I don't know why they've not played together. Look, we all think it's because of Lee Griffith's fitness problems, mm. and, and we all know it's it's been well documented then. But when Celtic have got both Lee Griffiths and Edward in the team they're a totally different team they're a far better team for me Lee Griffiths yep I I think he looks fresh he looks Mm -hmm. he looks to me if he's getting back to the levels that we all expect him to be at I look at him I think five minutes before he came off he went through a wee tired patch where he gave the the ball away twice but it's not a jog after he's sprinting to get the ball back you know I see his attitude being questioned and as I say I don't know what goes on behind the scenes but I think his attitude when he plays yeah, he's actually on the pitch. Going back to the Scottish Cup final, I thought he looked really fresh when he came on. I thought well, he looked fit. Yeah, I thought he. he and the goal, the yeah. goal sh- told you Typical. everything you want to see about Lee Griffiths. Poacher. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he was he was the sharpest. <laughs> he was the guy who was anticipating where the ball was going to drop. He was the guy who wheeled and put it in the back of the net. And and before he scored at the weekend, he produced two two really good saves from Gourlay and hit the post. The thing about Lee Griffiths is he can score all types of goals. He can be the poacher yeah. like the one he scored in the Scottish Cup final. Obviously, the, the strike against Hamilton, he, he's great for set pieces, he's a real danger. Um, but I, I just say, look, if you're in the opposition dressing room and you see a Celtic team sheet come in with Lee Griffiths mm. and the, uh, Edward on it, you're worried. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're spot on, you said that about the, the shots early on. You know, I watched Celtic this season winning games at the start of the season and maybe three shots at half time you know maybe mm-hmm. winning, winning games 1-2-0 but there, there wasn't a lot of shots on goal you look at you look at Lee Griffiths in the first 20 minutes he has three shots on target as well yeah. and that's the thing about him is he hits the target and when you get that teams fear it they sit back off you then you get more room to play for me if Lee Griffiths is anywhere near 100% fit he needs to start I just caught, caught up with the highlights today and it, and it was just like watching Celtic yeah, it, last was, season. it was yeah, like yeah. Celtic should be it just felt that way, didn't it? Yeah, and I think I think Lenny deserves credit for that as well. You know, we get callers on here who say tactically he's inept, he's not got tactics. 
You know, he's went and played a new formation at a risky time. He's went with a diamond in midfield, which I never thought. Of. You know, he's wanting to get Griffiths and Edward in the team. It would have been easy just to go back to your three-five-two as you did before. But he knows that Turnbull's playing so well in the ten, and he's had to come up with something new. And he's came up with a diamond in midfield, and fair credit, uh, fair play to him because Celtic look, look the best they've looked all year. And I think Edward looks happier. Yeah, when Lee Griffiths he, is yeah. playing as well, more energy as well. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. see him running off the ball, don't you? Yeah, getting it back. Yeah, and I think David Turnbull's a big factor in that as well. For me, the word that always comes to mind when I'm watching him is composure. He, he scored, he scored a couple of goals, a couple of tap-ins. Recently, as you would say, but but actually, you know, there, there are chances that can very easily be missed as well from 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 six yards out. But you just have utmost confidence in him that he is going to take those chances. He's a guy that's constantly working the goalkeeper as well. When he has a shot, it's generally on target. Everything about him really positive, and he has a big influence yeah. on the two guys yeah. up in front of him. The more, I've got no doubt in my mind. The more games that, that Turnbull plays for Celtic, he's going to get better. Mm-hmm. He's getting used to it. He's not played a lot of football. We all know. Um, you wouldn't think of the would there, you watching him? No, but you see that? he's got real quality. Yeah. Yeah, there's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. And confidence. It, it is a big. A lot of people forget moving from Mallow to Celtic. It's a big, big move, and there's a lot more pressure. And he's playing way obviously better players, and that's me no, no being disrespectful to Mallow. So it does take you time to adjust. But he's certainly got the ability and the capabilities to to play in that Celtic first team week in week out. Everything points to the weekend and uh, the question will be who will they play how will Celtic play against Rangers at Ibrox is that a cup final? Yeah that was that, that's my big wonder because in the diamond that they're playing you know it's McGregor and uh, Christie that are getting out to the fullbacks I hated playing in the diamond we used to do it under Paul Hart Why? When you play, because when you play that the two side ones it's you that needs to get out to the fullbacks mm-hmm. and I just don't know if Celtic can afford to allow Tavernier and Barisic to have enough time to get crosses into the box you know when you play a direct winger up against them he can get out to them much quicker whereas if it's McGregor and Christie it'll take them that wee bit longer to get out to Barisic and Tavernier back to Tavernier and I just don't know if you, if you can afford them that much time to get to get crosses into your box especially when you don't defend crosses well I'm looking forward to it it's going to be interesting to see how Celtic approach it how Rangers approach it the Rangers go for Celtic the Celtic sit in and make make themselves tight and compact Um It'll be interesting to see that. and also the personnel who Neil Lennon goes with mm. and who Stephen Gerrard goes with and Sorrow that'll be the question as well You know, will, will he play will Scott Brown play uh, uh, look I like Sorrow mm. <clears throat> I do would you start with Sorrow and Brown on the on the bench yep yeah, uh, th- well, he's got a big decision the yeah. only thing you go with Scott Brown is he's got so much experience yeah. in, in old firm games yeah. and who did he go to in the Scott, cup final Scott as well. Brown and yeah. you've got to be honest with you I thought Scott Brown had a a good game um, yeah, against that's final, obviously yeah. tired a bit towards the end but you're going to get that with his age but that's big decisions that's what managers are paid to, for to make these decisions yeah I would I would go Sorrow you know I think a team that's not defended well all year I think I looked at it the last three games that Sorrow's played Celtic have they conceded a goal in the league you know you look at Kilmarnock I think it was Hamilton and the one before that was if anyone can help us Ross County sorry. yeah Ross County well, yeah. you know so yeah. a team that's conceded a lot of goals this year in the three games that, that Soros kind of played that second position they've not conceded so I, I don't I don't see any reason to change it if you're going to Ibrox with 55,000 people there then yeah I can see you're thinking we're putting Scott Brown in because I think he relishes that atmosphere but you know I, I just think that Soros done so well uh, he's a modern day midfielder I think it's what he, they've needed he covers the ground so well he tackles people and then he lets the others go and play so for that reason I would stick with Soro <laughs> see when I said see, see when I said uh, they found a combination up front I was being ironic oh have you sorry Paul I've been drinking for three days I'm sorry we're back, I'm more, oh, sorry. back next <laughs> the Bull Radio Football Show let's go 
Thanks for joining us. That's five months now of the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Paul Cooney, Rob McLean, Cy Ferry and Barry Ferguson. We're here every night, Monday to Friday. This week, though, on Hug Money, we're going to be on from two till four in the afternoon. A wee matinee performance. Indeed, a matinee performance, exactly, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then on Saturday, 12 till four, it's uh, Rangers against Celtic from Ibrox, plus all the other games as well. Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven and myself. And you... Tune in on Saturday afternoon is going to be someday, Rob, isn't it? Old firm weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be... You just feel it's pivotal, don't you, to, to the rest of the season. Can Celtic win it? Can they can they beat Dundee United firstly in midweek and then go to Ibrox and win that one and give themselves belief that they can turn this around? Or the other side of that coin, of course, is Rangers are at home. They continue doing what they're doing. They win. And that's the end of the story. Yeah, I'm looking for the build-up starts today. Yep. I know, I know for a fact um, the players will be in, and the preparations, the nerves start to kick in now. Um, for me, best game ever. I, I love watching them. I love playing them, uh, playing in them. Sorry, and I can't wait to Saturday because it will be interesting. Both lineups, see what both managers go with. The Rangers go for Celtic. The Celtic sit back, or do they come and go for Rangers? Because I think Celtic do need to get something out of the game. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Do they not need to win the game? Um, because they draw it stays the same doesn't it it stays the same but I know they've got three games in hand and I fully expect Celtic to win the three games in hand they, they need to come away for Ibrooks with at least a point yeah I think a point I think they need to draw I think they can't get beat Celtic they can't afford to get I think they'll go for it mm-hmm. I think with Griffiths and Edward the way that I think if Rangers do attack as I said you know Nisbet and Boyle got a lot of opportunities of 2v2 on uh, on Saturday and if Rangers play the same way you know it's a different different kettle mm-hmm. of fish when it's Edward and Griffiths so I think Celtic can fancy the chances to go two up and, and have a right good go at Rangers Barry's excited isn't he you've seen him so many old firm games but uh, what do you reckon do you think he knows what he's going to wear he's got the clobber ready oh, he's, got yeah. the, he's got the Rangers strip ready isn't he 100% <laughs> are you going to be able to stop it if him and Davey start rolling about with each other we'll see ya listen <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the studs on on Saturday Shinny's up in don't know Davey proven looks like he can he can follow oh, he's he's it. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. listen to <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great so get the telly on turn it down and listen to I don't know who the commentator is Rob no doubt we've offended yeah. somebody but no, uh, yeah, well, yeah exactly, we're looking yeah. forward to it all the matches at the weekend now listen because of the you know the Covid the change for St Mirren and Motherwell Kilmarnock the changes in the points here's how the table looks at the top Rangers on 56 points after 20 games. Celtic on 40. They've played three games fewer. Aberdeen third again on 38 points. Hibs on 36. Then is when it gets confusing. You've got Dundee United on 25 points. They're not affected by it. Livy on 24. What a run they're on under David Martindale. St Mirren on 21 points. Kilmarnock on 17. St Johnson on 17. Motherwell down on 17 as well. And Hamilton on 14. Ross County on 13. They've taken the points... Back they put so Dundee United, sorry, Kilmarnock, uh, Motherwell have been really affected by this. Rob. And, and St yeah. Mirren, and St Mirren as well. And Mirren. What's your take on it, Rob? Have you ever seen no, it's, a it's, situation like this? It's a shambles, isn't it? It's officially a shambles. I, I'm, and the, the points were, were removed last week at some point, and I wasn't sure why. Uh, with with the the tribunal hearings Pending. and findings still to come, I, I wasn't sure why you would have awarded or mm. d- subtracted the points way back and then sort of gone back to where you were in the first place. And like some Motherwell, suddenly had six points lumped on and they were the top half of the table. Then they get the six taken off again and they're back in relegation trouble again. So what is the evidence? Is it, do we know any evidence of why they've... don't know. No. Rob no, no we don't know. It's a shambles. We're a laughing stock. Mm. Yeah. That's what we are. People will be looking at this situation 
um, out with their country and, and, and people who love football up here will be looking and thinking well, what is going on who's making these who's decisions making, exactly uh, honestly to give Muddle the six points and then take them back off them mm. it, it's just utter nonsense why is there not a football guy in charge that, that Green lights these things gets don't, a final decision I honestly don't know who makes these decisions No, I would I mean, love to know because yeah, surely, and we never, but we never hear the explanation either, do we? We, exactly we, ne- we never, we never get somebody who who can. I mean, maybe we would be convinced if somebody, you know, walked into the studio just now and said, "Here's the explanation. Here's why this happened right now. Here's why we took away the points and then gave them back." But but without the benefit of an explanation, you know, you just you're left scratching your head. I'll tell you what, it's like enough to punish clubs who make mistakes. Of course, yeah. But it's fine for them to, yeah. you know, in the hardest season yet. For managers and guys like Stephen Robbins thinks he's got six points and then he's told mm-hmm. he's not. I mean, it's, it's impossible. That's that been avoided. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just rearranged the games, which I think yeah. everybody in the football world would yeah. have agreed with. Yeah. And all the clubs would have agreed with sure. that. But yeah. to give the, the, the points to other clubs and. Yeah. and um, the league is so important, yeah, isn't it? It is so important. Yeah. But that, that was the easiest solution. But up I think we Scottish I, I, football. Yeah, I think we all thought that right from the outset. It was these are strange times. So if you're actually asking teams to play, say, a Monday and a Thursday and a Sunday, or yeah, well, let you know, yes, no, it's not great, but let's do it anyway because, done it because, because we'll get I the games played. Rather, get I them think in. players would rather play three games a yeah. week than be training. I'll tell you what, Si Motherwell against Kilmarnock, six fifteen on Wednesday. Wow, Oof, both teams, and you know, Kilmarnock are on such a terrible run. And for Motherwell, they thought they had the points at the weekend, and then Nicky Clark does what he does best and it was ended up 1-1 you worried for Motherwell? No I'm not worried for Motherwell I don't think Motherwell will be in a, in a relegation battle I think you, when you look at them against Dundee United who sit fifth Motherwell dominated the game you know I think in January if you're Stephen Robinson you're desperate to get a striker in whether they've got the budget to go and do that because I think Motherwell are playing okay I don't think they're playing bad you know I, I've not watched a game where they've been dominated this year as I say all, all they've struggled with is putting the ball in the back of the net Tony Watts scored again can he go on a rerun to lift him up the league uh, Kilmarnock I, I do worry about because I watched them against Livingston and they're beat purely on enthusiasm and hard work. And that Kilmarnock can't afford to do that because they've not got enough quality to do that. You know, you look at the difference between Livingston and Kilmarnock and it was a hunger for Livingston. They had that. But that's what Kilmarnock were built on. Exactly. Just the so if they're inside. not doing that, then yep. it's going to be a struggle. And listen to Alex Dyer after the, mm. the game, his interview. Yeah. I was a bit surprised at that. Yeah. I want him to come out fighting. Barry, that, yeah. what, that actually worried me more than the result and the performance was Alex Dyer's. What phrase was it? Um, what, what was it he was... I, well, at, well, at one point he was he was saying, if Billy Bowie, the chairman, uh, comes to me next week and says, that's it, that's enough, he said, we'll shake hands and I'll walk away. And it, 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 there was a there was an air of resignation. Sounds ab- a bit like Gary Holt. Ab- about, yeah, you know. yeah, I've gone as far as I can go. Those those sort of quotes. And um, Alex Dyer's not one to overreact either. I mean, mm. he's, he's a pretty cool guy. Um, and to hear him as low as he was, um, that that was the re- that was much more worrying, I think, than what. Yeah, happened but that mirrors that mirrors his team's performance, doesn't mm-hmm. it? You look at Martindale, who's up and down on the side, so enthusiastic, and his team play like that. Whereas I look at Alex Dyer, and he, as you say, he looks resigned on the side, and Kilmarnock looked like that as a team. But I still look at Kilmarnock's group of players. Mm. Well, you look and at the lineup, and it's and just, I still think yeah. that, that they've got a decent mm. enough team, but. And on the other hand, they struggle to score goals, yeah. like Motherwell as well. Um, but I still think they should have enough to stay up. And as I said, I don't know whether it's affecting uh, the manager. Um, look, you're disappointed when you're not winning games. Yeah. Um, but I want to see my manager come out fighting. 
It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting here from Chris Burke. He's he's in the studio, isn't he, on, on Thursday? So yep. so between now and then, of course, they've got that game at uh, Fir Park on on Wednesday night. Uh, Chris Burke is in the following night. It's good, just going to be interesting to hear from him, Paul, uh, about yep. what what he's got to say about what is going on at Kilmarnock at the moment because I think it is really worrying. They're what four points off the off the bottom. Dicker's a massive miss, don't yes, you? Yes, uh, absolutely. You watch Dicker yep. in the middle of the pitch, yep. and when your manager's maybe not a shouter at the side, you need somebody on the pitch to motivate okay. to set standards. Mm. And I think Gary Dicker does that. You look at the second goal. Malumbu, nice football but in Scotland you need to win second balls the ball goes long there's a minute to go you need to win that second ball as a defender Livingston guy nips in ahead of him and Scott Robinson with a great finisher and that's why Kilmarnock are in where they are right now exactly. that's a, but that's a worry isn't it when, when a team is too dependent on yeah, one, one, player, one yeah. particular player and you do look at Kilmarnock playing at the moment Barry and, and you sort of think where's Gary Dicker well, well he is he's the captain he's a leader um, but that's where you want other they've still got good experience they've got big Brothers that's there at centre back they've got Finlay who's an international they've got Power in the middle of the park and Berkey who's obviously on this programme so they've still got yep. good experienced players that should take the lead mm. but Dicker look he is a key player there's no doubt about that but, but see that type they're, 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 they're going in the game eh? mm-hmm. I watch your boys when you know I'm not playing and I'm talking to them it's silence and you'd be surprised that it's such a and I look at the teams that have lost their captains in the summer and they're all struggling you know Ross County you think lost Marcus Fraser mm-hmm. struggling they didn't really seem like they've got a leader now um, Motherwell lost Richard Tate no yep. Dane as well they did last yep. season so I think they, they, they type of players are so important for teams it's a dying breed it is a dying mm-hmm. breed mate you're right and they've all gone to St Mirren haven't they I was <laughs> going to say they're flying <laughs> they are flying good That's win for them at the weekend another wasn't great it? win for yeah, Jim Goodman he, yeah. he's done a fantastic job mm. Yeah. yeah, he has indeed. We're going to talk about some more in a wee while. I want to go back to Rangers uh, and Celtic, given that we're just, uh, what's the countdown? Four days to go to the big match, four or five what days. What day is it anyway? Uh, this yeah. is Monday. Oh, okay, thanks. Isn't it? I, I think it is. I yeah. left a message earlier for friends. I said, oh, it's, probably, it's uh, Thursday. <laughs> I thought it was Thursday. Yes. <laughs> it's the Go Radio Football Show where Rangers top of the table, but the manager says, there's no title talk at the moment. There's no title talk here. Uh, we just talk about the next game, the next challenge. We've done extremely well today to beat a good team, a dangerous team. We'll enjoy that and we'll get ready for St Mirren. That's all we talk about inside. All uh, what ifs and all this, you can carry on talking about it. Yeah. You can carry on talking about yeah. it. And we, we go there. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. across the city, Neil Lennon speaking about another Celtic win. Is it now a bit of a momentum? Turned a, a little bit of a corner, but we've a lot of work to do still yet. I'm more encouraged as we go along, just seeing them all together and and the way they've played today gives us a lot of confidence going forward. And given that we're hearing from managers Jack Ross uh, on the penalty claim. Yeah, we should have at least one. The, the, it's Ryan Porras, one's a penalty kick. Uh, difficult for me to see at the time. I've got the benefit, obviously, of watching it before I come out and speak to you, but I, I don't think there's any doubt it's a penalty kick. And back to Stephen Gerrard talking about all the games coming up. We're obviously on a fantastic run. That's 12 wins out of 12, which we're really proud of. But we just get ready for the next one. Um, the Christmas period in any league for any team is always challenging because the fixtures come thick and fast. You could see at times today in the game a few of our players got really leggy, so might look to make a few changes in the next coming game. And, and that's the reason why we need a, a, a big a big squad full of good players. A few of the players looking leggy, so St Mirren on Wednesday. It's to be expected with the, the amount of fixtures that are coming up, but that's why you, you have a, a big squad with a lot of quality, and that, that's the difference this season for Rangers. When if he does need to to rest a few or take a few out the, the firing line, he's got the quality to bring them in. Um, but look, I, I'll go back to it. It's a fantastic three points against mm, Hibs. Yeah. Hibs are a dangerous team to play against. Um, but they look as though they, it's between them and Aberdeen for third, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be a great fight for third place. Aberdeen and Hibs again, two teams that I think have improved on last season. Uh, I, I don't think they'll get anywhere near second place. I think it's it's down to third place for for both uh, Hibs and and Aberdeen. But 
it'll be interesting to see what the manager does uh, Stephen Gerrard on, on Wednesday night against St Mern um, last time he made a few changes there they get mm. put out the cup so. I was just yeah. going to say it's not a place you want to be going no. if your players are looking leggy because yep. one thing Jim Goodwin's demands out his team is that they work hard and you've seen that the last time Rangers played them it'll be interesting to see what Rangers do because obviously St Mern stuck the left back on Tavern, yeah, mm-hmm. last time, didn't they? Yeah, he done a job on. Yeah, he done Rangers. a job on him exactly, yep. and, and I fully expect Jim Goodwin, knowing the guy he is, to, to have a game plan again. Um, so guys like Kent, you know, I think he's been a bit quiet recently. Mm-hmm. I think Kent, it's time for Kent to maybe step up. And and if I was Rangers, I'd get Morelos back in the team. Would I you? think they're yep. much more at a goal threat and open play when Morelos. I know they had chances at the weekend. There are quite a lot of them for set, set pieces. Mm-hmm. I just think when Morelos is playing. Teams focus so much on him that it leaves space for other players. So would you start him on Wednesday against St Mirren and Celtic? Yeah, I think for the yeah. fact that he's not played three games, he'll yeah. need a, a good 60-70 mm-hmm. minutes in his legs. So I'd fully expect Morelos to play 60-70 and then go and start start at the weekend. And I think this would have done him the world of good after the incident at Dun United. Mm-hmm. He didn't help himself. He's been took out. He's not been put straight back in. And he's, um, the players that have come in in his place have uh, certainly showed that they're, they're more than capable of doing that. But for me... I think Morelos and the Rangers team Rangers are a better football team and I, I think he's, he's a certain starter for the Old Firm game I don't know whether he'll, he'll start them on in, in Wednesday night but for me he plays in the Old Firm game Rob, He knows this stuff yeah. doesn't he you can tell he, oh, he's I, been told I think so oh, He going. knows I'm just going with my, my opinion okay, check, check the phones it's Steve, Stephen <laughs> <laughs> Rob what do you reckon? Do you want the Rangers Morelos. team? <laughs> yeah I do for, I want your team yeah, yeah. before seven yeah. the, the, but I mean ju- just looking at the midweek card I mean the Celtic fans are going to be as interested in that game in Paisley as yeah. they are in yeah. their yeah. own one because they will look upon that as Rangers going back to Paisley within what a couple of weeks of having gone out of the League Cup can St Mirren having found a way do it again can, can they get something off Rangers can, can Celtic trim that gap going into the match on Saturday it really could be a, an amazing midweek sure is Wednesday we've got in the afternoon Celtic Dundee United at 3 at the same time in Paisley St Mirren against Rangers St Johnson against Hamilton at 3 at 4 it's Livingston against Aberdeen Hibs against Ross County at 6 and Motherwell against Kilmarnock at 6.15 Rob I'm not sure why they're changing all the times of the, no. the, the uh, when they start but I suppose some um, well it's just such a different time of year isn't it it's, everyone's it's supposed sli- on holiday it's yeah. sli- slightly different to the yep. to the reasons that the kickoffs are changed in England because what happens is that of course with Engl- the English Premier League is that you can watch them all mm. They're all, they're all st- the kickoffs are staggered so that you can you can spend a complete day on the couch with a with a glass of your favourite alongside you and and watch it all. But I'm I'm not entirely sure why the kickoffs range from three o'clock to six fifteen. In England this afternoon, it was Crystal Palace one, Leicester one. By the way, yeah. honestly, if that was on in my back garden, I shut the curtains. I watched ten minutes. What was it, what's it like? Awful. Big it? game of possession. Eh? Uh-huh. That's what I watched the scene yeah. today as well. Yeah. And Scottish football is brilliant, man. See the excitement of the game, sending off penalties, brilliant. Every I, game had something. Didn't I would yeah. rather watch Scottish football so than English that. football. 100%. And, and Leanne's and, on it most of the time now, isn't she? And, uh, yeah. and Scott Robinson's goal. Scott wow, Robinson's wow. goal for Livingston, the winner at the weekend. What yeah. a finish that was! Yeah. Played against Scott Robinson. I never thought he had that in his locker. Really? He used yeah. to be a centre midfielder. Scott Robinson. He was a wee yeah. guy that was sitting front of the back four and and hurry about and tackle and snap into challenges. But now he's in a. Spectacular goal scoring centre forward. What, what so a run, Levy. Yeah. What, what about David Martindale? What would you say, Barry? The difference he's well, made. Uh, he's got the chance and he's mm. deserved to get mm. the chance. Um, since he took over for Gary, Gary Holt on a caretaker basis, they went four games um, on the trot winning. Mm. And since he's got the manager's role full time, he's continued that. And one thing you get with Livingston is they're a real hard working team. He's went back to basics yep. for a minute, back to what they were good at. Yep. 
in the first season they came into the yeah. Premier League they were really difficult to play against and the, the, that's why the, I think they finished in the top six yeah. so there's there there a, a chance yeah, they're also a great unit I think as well mm. you mm. saw the, the celebration of the winning goal at, at the weekend they were all around the techni- the coaching team and Davy Martindale was in the middle of it and all the rest of it the celebrations they look really together yeah there's a real togetherness in that group there, there, there's no doubt about it and that's look, for Livingston to be successful that's what they've got to be like. They've got to be in it together because they know technically they're probably know the best. But mm. do you know what? He knows how to get results yeah. and fair play. I mean, he deserves a chance to to be uh, the manager. In a, in a world where people are obsessed with tactics, all Livingston done of under Davy Martin be dealt is show a bit more enthusiasm, work a bit harder, and go back to the basics. Yeah. So you can talk about tactics all day, but if you've got a team that's got a great team spirit and does the basics well, more times than not you'll be successful. And that's what Livingston are doing. They're working harder than teams like Kilmarnock, and that's why they're getting results. We're going to speak about a few possible it's transfer season coming up again, January, just days away. So uh, the old firm, they're saying that Thomas Robert, Lauren Robert's son, is wanted by Celtic and Thomas, Rangers. Thomas Robert of Airdrie. <laughs> yeah, indeed, of Airdrie. <laughs> Can I get a move for Airdrie, Celtic or Rangers? <laughs> no. There needs to be a step in between, surely. Well, that's coming next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. OPC Energy Limited Monday to Friday thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel he's wearing his Scotland top makes me think of the highlights of 2020 Si what was your moment that you would uh, remember football wise from the year almost ended uh, probably Peterhead too um, no uh, being Navy Scotland wouldn't it what a night I mean, yeah, it's be the remember the atmosphere in here after it it was Amazing. even just around the whole country yeah. uh, it's been such a long time coming obviously and we, we certainly made the most of it so that would, that would do it it was so many different things David Marshall Ryan Christie just a great great time for the nation yeah I've got to agree with him the, the one against Serb it's been what was that 23 years yeah um, Next summer, going to the Euros, it's got to be a highlight. There's no doubt. We've waited a long, long time for it, and thankfully we're there. And Rob, one of your old favourite songs came back. Yes, sir, I can boogie. It did, yes, indeed. Uh, loved it first time around, and it's sounding pretty good. Uh, it's sounding pretty fresh as well. We had Maria on the show, didn't we, one night? Uh, half of Baccarat from the 70s, um, and uh, threatening to record a song ahead of the Euros with the Scotland squad so that would be good heard the, heard the little clip of Ryan Christie the other day uh, that was rerun on the radio ah, yeah. the other day heard, heard him again uh, so emotional and, and that to me that was a that was a real moment in time as well his whole reaction to it although it does sound great you used to try your best to murder it didn't you oh, so <laughs> the dad dancing <laughs> sorry, sorry it's called a remix <laughs> remix bro oh, uh, brilliant what a night what about them dancing they're two dancing on. It's tragic, it isn't it? Yeah. It is tragic. Uh-huh. I know. I thought they were kind of. It was like it also. It was also like you just rehearsed it together. Yeah. Badly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, beating Kelly on penalties will be up there as well. Oh yeah. After dominating for 120 minutes. Could, could you meet in the cup? Well, that's possible, isn't it? We're we watching we watch tonight. Yeah. Are you know, I did no okay, to avoid them. No. Are they are they higher up now? I don't know. No. I'm not sure. Can we get a big draw? Sorry. Can we get? We can't get a Celtic and Rangers or a no a Premier League team. No, they don't come in. I'm not interested then. <laughs> not interested. If I can't get them. Don't ask tough questions. It's still you just want a home draw. Yeah, that's what uh-huh. you want. I, mean, I don't know about you. Who'd want an away draw? Say this weekend you're at uh, Cove Rangers. Yeah, Cove Rangers another tough game. Early is very competitive, Paul. You know, Montrose yeah. are up in second. 
Uh, good team we played them Tuesday there wasn't a lot of difference between us and them we probably shaded at first half them second half so fully expected to go to Cave Cove sorry Cave <laughs> <laughs> you might go to Cave who's the Cave sorry yeah. uh, under my ex-manager Paul Hartley who you know have them well drilled you know mm. I know that everything he does is like a Premier League manager the way he prepares so I fully expect a tough tough fixture against Cove the podcast, but I've, yeah. I've, I've no doubt that we could go there and get a win as well. You know, I've got enough belief in our players. Yeah, that we of can course, go there it's a win. crazy, it's a crazy league. Yeah, mm. and like they go to Partick Thistle, who are what probably the yeah. favourites mm. for League One. You go and you beat them, and you deserve to beat them. So even Falkirk got beat Fairdrie last week, eh, bitch. Yeah, I seen yeah. that mm-hmm. one now. Yeah, it's football's churning up some crazy results. But I take your point. You've been saying it all season. The football in Scotland is better than we I give it thought, credit uh, for. Yeah, mm. and you know, you said about watching Palace and Leicester. It was like watching paint dry. But yeah, I'll always maintain that. I, I, if I'm going to sit down and watch football, I mm. would rather watch a Scottish game than an English game. Which you are tonight, of course. Dundonald, yeah. Queen's Park. They're actually playing yeah. at our, our ground tonight. Great. So Dundonald Bluebell, isn't it? One of the great Dundonald, names of Scottish football. Dundonald Bluebell. Right. You- Quick headlines this afternoon. Just it's speculation, but it is that silly season rob as we call it. Odson Edward apparently on AC Milan's wish list, but uh, that's one of the well the, the 150 uh, man indeed. wish list yeah. probably. What mm. about Patrick Roberts free to find a new club after uh, the Middlesbrough loan has been seen as a failure? So Patrick Roberts loved by the Celtic fans. Could he be coming back? He's not played on a, a no. lot of football. I mean, when he was up here and he played with Celtic, mm. I thought he was. He was really talented, but it's not worked for him. Um, whatever he's been down in England, mm. so he might need to go and kickstart his career somewhere else. And with no could James Forrest for a few months, they could yeah. could use him. It could yeah, be yeah. a possible uh, potential signing for Celtic. Sai? Yeah, I think it'd be a no-brainer. You know, I think Celtic have missed that sort of magic on the wings this year when teams are sitting against them. Usually goes wide, then come back in the middle. Whereas with Patrick North Roberts, you know that if he gets the ball, he's going to go at his fullback, and I think. As many of them Celtic can get as possible, then the better. Um, I think he struggled anywhere anywhere he's been. I think the one place that he found for him was Celtic. So for me, it'd be a no-brainer on both parties for how, for Patrick. How Robert does that happen? Because he was in the Man City books, they didn't want to lose him, so they loaned him twice to Celtic. But Confidence, Paul. Yeah. Is it? You think of yeah. Patrick Roberts when he first broke in at the scene? It was with Fulham as a sixteen-year-old kid, didn't he? and he ripped the Championship up. Mm-hmm. He's now mm-hmm. going back to the Championship four or five years older, and he can't get a game. Did they not go to Spain? He was in Girona. Yeah, he he played for Girona. Yeah. Yep. He's certainly a talented yeah. footballer, but he's at an age now. Is he twenty three? He needs to now. Yeah, yeah. He's got to start playing regularly. Get going. I think. To... I think also it could be one of these heart versus head moments because uh, the Celtic fans absolutely loved him, as you say, mm. Paul. Paul, when he was here. But does does he make sense right now? Um, a few years on, does he actually add to Celtic significantly in what they're able to do second half of the season? Not so sure. And again, these players think the grass is greener down south. You know, mm-hmm. Patrick Roberts wanted to go back to England to play. The money is. And, and you, when you realise you go for a Celtic to a Middlesbrough, it's a totally different level. Yeah. You know, you're, I've no doubt that Patrick Roberts would, would, would walk back up here to go back to Celtic. Because, as I say, playing for Celtic or playing for Middlesbrough, there's no comparison for me. Same with Rangers as well. And Rob, any takers on the Thomas Robert story about uh, the thing Celtic well, and Rangers are interested? It's just, so it's just a great story. Whether there's uh, yeah. any truth in it or not, I don't really care. It's just the, the thought of uh, Thomas Robert, who doesn't sound like he should be with Airdrie in the first place, uh, moving to, to Rangers or Celtic is incredible. You mentioned Odson Edouard there. Yeah. We are speaking about uh, player of 2020. Who's, yes. your, who's your best yeah. player of 2020? I mean, Odson Edouard would have been, I guess, one of the players 
of last season, of the second half of last season, because I, I always find it really difficult giving a player of the year as opposed to a player of the season. The season. Because for me, at the moment, it would be James Tavernier, head and shoulders uh, in Scottish football. But he had his problems in the first half of the year. Obviously, he had a, a bit of a down spell, whereas the likes of Odds and Edward was flying second half of last season and, and has struggled to pick that up this season. Yeah, I, I would give it to Tavernier for the simple fact that you just said. He had a, a tough start to the year. Um, Rangers were struggling. Um, so it shows a real mental strength that he's got to come back and, and lead Rangers on the, the run they've been on in the league. So, so if we did it for the year 2020, you would yeah, say... Yeah, look, I, I, I'm yep. all for, like, uh, as I said, when Rangers come off the winter break, Rangers struggled, yep. not just Tavernier, Rangers struggled as a team. Um, and it'd be easy to go away and hide. So I just think he deserves a lot of credit, the way he's come back. And like, the number of goals and number of assists that, that the guys produced this season and the level of performance week in, week out, yeah, I think for me he's definitely the player. Rob, are you saying you would go with Odson Edward? No, I was just, I was just. Oh, well, I'm asking, I'm asking you now. I know yeah, you are. I know. Yeah. I was actually just <laughs> yeah. painting a background of. Yeah. It's pretty. No, sure. I, find, I, I just find it really difficult. You know, we talk about player of the year all the time, but but actually, what we mean sure. is player of the season Indeed. because that that's what that's what's voted for. And bear in mind, Rob, there was only two months of the season played. That's, Last that's true. It ended early, of course. Mm, yep. Yeah, of course it did. So it's a really <laughs> difficult one to tell. But but I think at right at the moment, who's the best player? You know, who's been the best player over yeah. the year in Scottish football? I would find it very difficult to disagree with James Tavernier. Mm. Yeah, I would need to go with somebody that that's won t- uh, three trophies. Mm. You know, I think being judged as a footballer on the trophies that you won. Yep. I think Celtic have won three in the year 2020, um, and I think that Odson Edwards been a big game player in their games you know you think cup finals that's when I judge players and, and Odson Edwards stepped up to the plate I think when he's on his game he's a level above Scottish football um, so I would go with and I guess they did well for the French team for the under 21s but uh, they've got a really strong squad so yep you'd say Odson Edward it is difficult because we normally go on season and not just on yeah. the year I think Rob makes a good point You've got to, I would go season by season yeah but, but it's the end of the year so it's the only choice we've got <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this season for me James yeah, the end Tavenier. of the season you would say James Tavenier sorry but if you're going 2020 20, then I would go Edward hey, it's, it's hotting up though isn't it for the weekend are Celtic going to play Edward and uh, Griffiths looks as though they're back are Rangers going to start with Morelos how will Celtic tackle it Rob yep. uh, Rangers very much the favourites I mean they have uh, haven't lost the match at all yeah. and they're on that run uh, 12 games yeah, twelve straight wins, wins. And, and, and but but also what will happen on Wednesday because mm, yep. it, w- the whole complexion could change potentially between now and then. But I think it, I think it's quite an interesting exercise for us to 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 pick our Rangers and Celtic teams for the weekend uh, based on what we know right at right at this moment. I'm focused on Wednesday. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, oh, no. <laughs> look at he's got his captain's head on. No, not the old one game at a time. Come on. <laughs> I think you know how Rangers might line up, Barry. I think you do, don't you? you for, for, for again, Saturday well, depending yeah. on injuries okay, obviously injuries, everybody yeah. gets through and Arfield right. might be a doubt Yeah. well for me he is going to be a doubt but you've got to take a chance on him for me yeah. it's the mm. same back um, back five it played against Hibs um, Arfield Davis Kamara um, Morelos Roof and Kent and wow. would you would you bring in a Rebo if Arfield wasn't fit would you yes, play a Rebo? Yeah. Did yeah. you not think yeah. Rebo was good Sunday? Yeah, I, yeah. I like a Rebo, but for me, going against Celtic, that would be the strongest team for me. Arfield runs, he runs beyond well against he, Celtic, he just, doesn't he? Yeah, look, a Rebo does the same, there's no doubt, but I, I just think Arfield's playing at a level that he, he's probably not played at. 
in a long, long time. He brings so much more to Rangers, and look, that's that's a major concern for the manager because he's a big player. Yeah, he was out the picture at the start of the season. He's worked hard to get back in, and since he's come back in. I think along with Tavernier, he's been Rangers' best player. Say, si, you're now pally with Jamie Carragher. If yeah. you're pally with Stephen Gerrard, if you were him, if you were Stephen Gerrard, who would you play? My you're, team would yeah. be, yeah, same back five. Davis, I would go Rebo. Mm-hmm. I'd go Kamara, and then I'd go Ruth, Morelos and Kent up front. I think that's, for me, that's Rangers' best team. Yeah. Ryan Jack? Rob. He's not playing. He's not no, yeah. no, but yeah. I mean, that, when we're talking about things can change. Obviously, we don't know. We'll probably find out tomorrow at the pre- yeah. at the news conference. Yeah, he's a big player. He, I think he's. I mean, I got the feeling uh, previously that he wasn't too far away. Mm. So, so he gets a part of this game in Paisley on Wednesday. Um, he he could be a factor yep, for he, Stephen Gerrard on Saturday. He'll definitely if he gets part if he plays part of the game on Wednesday, he'll definitely come under consideration. Um, the only thing you would. Put against him as his lack of game time yeah. Yeah. over the last few weeks because I know what it's like. No firm games are they're a hundred mile an hour. You've got to be. Do you get no time. Who does he come in yeah. for? Is that two defensive Davis, Jack, and Kamara? Do you need that one guy that is going to run beyond because that's where Rangers have been quite successful in these in these games. Is Arfield running into these spaces? Yep. It's a nice problem to have, isn't it? It's a great problem to have. Mm. Uh, but I've I've seen them. But Davis and Jack can play. Together, there's no doubt about it. it? Look, in the middle of the park, that's engine room in the team. That's where games are won and lost for me. And you look at Celtic, they're going to have, um, well, the manager's going to have problems picking what three he goes with. Mm -hmm. So, look, I'm I'm looking forward to however they play. It's going to be a massive game. There's no doubt about it. Ah, he just punched me. What's that about? (laughs) <laughs> well, Rangers he done any? <laughs> what are we doing the Celtic team after the there's no news of course because it's uh, no news tonight but we're going to do it after the break so you, you would play a Rebo before <laughs> Arfield mm. if Arfield's fit he's got to play yeah uh, but, if, I but, think, if, but if he's not but Arebo Arebo plays, I thought Arebo was, was no, very good yeah. at the weekend uh, if Arfield's not fit Arebo plays mm-hmm. I missed the St Johnston game did Arfield play well that game 3-0 anybody see it um when was that? Was that, that last was week? Last so many yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Was it Wednesday? Uh, yeah. Wednesday was it? Uh, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll think about it. We'll check. There's so many games, and we're back with more of your calls and your chat coming next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses, and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Yeah, the games keep coming and you keep tuning in. The download's now at 300,000 for this programme. It's fantastic, Rob. I'm just looking at the figures here. So we started almost five months ago to the day. And thanks for making the switch. We're on from five till seven every night, Monday to Friday. And uh, thanks for all your comments. Yeah, we've done the 100 shows and we're uh, sitting off on the the second 100. And uh, yeah, if you miss any of it and you fancy hearing the whole thing, Listen back on the podcast. That's what that's what Barry does when he's out and is one of his runs out. He's still running with the old headphones yep. on. I like listening to the podcast when I'm out. I run. Um, I only do five k's. Side does ten k's. Done a fifteen k um, Sunday. Fifteen k. Fifteen k. How long did that oh. take you? One hour, fifteen minutes. It was a slow one. 
I'm going to try. I'm going to beat that. Uh-huh. You don't have you the headphones. You don't have the headphones on, no. No, I don't. Know. I just run. Them, uh, I just run with my demons, Paul. Yeah. I, I sit and argue with myself for an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah. I don't know how you can run with it. I need to listen to something when I'm going on a, yeah. a long distance run. Yeah. Do we make you angry? When you're running, do you ever do, disagree? Do, yeah, do you, do you ever sort of disagree when you're running, and that <laughs> fires you on to a quicker time? Yep. Who was? Sure Did you disagree with oh, Martin O'Neill? Uh, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be with us on Saturday afternoon, Davy Proven as well. We're looking forward to Rangers against Celtic. We're on the air from twelve, and we're on till four at the weekend. Rangers beating Hibs one nil. Hamilton 0, Celtic 3, Aberdeen beating St Johnson 2-1, Dundee United 1, Motherwell 1, Kilmarnock 1, Livingston 2 and Ross County 0, St Mirren 2. So both those clubs, Livy and St Mirren, back on winning form. Aberdeen, Rob, uh, decent win for them. It wasn't yep. their best performance, but they're back to third position. No, it was an ugly game. It was one of those uh, horizontal rain jobs. It was absolutely Baltic as well. Um, and it was just uh, a game to get the three points, if you can, and then bail out. And uh, that's what they did. Wednesday, Celtic, Dundee United. St Mirren against Rangers St Johnson against Hamilton they're all 3 o'clock Livingston against Aberdeen at 4 Hibs against Ross County at 6 and Motherwell Kilmarnock at 6.15 good win down south for your old pal Barry Mikel Arteta people don't oh, expect that, that. Hey, 3-1 yep he needed that it was a shock Chelsea um, I was surprised I thought Chelsea would have would have beaten um, Arsenal I wouldn't say easily but I, I, fancy, I fancied yep, yeah. I fancied uh, Chelsea to win that but he needed that Mikel because uh, he's been under pressure I think that was, was seven games he hadn't won in mm-hmm. so it was a big a big big result and he changed it he went for younger Kids, players uh-huh. yep. and uh, pretty similar to what Sorrow and Turnbull have done at Celtic these young players gave that, that Arsenal team loads of energy so fair play to him because it's a it was a big call for him to make and it come off and they got the vital three points again, again everyone talks about his tactics about him being a tactical genius oh he's brought in his two, three or four young kids who have run about a bit more for him listen to what he wants to do and try and implement his game plan so you can talk about tactics until you're blown in the face he's had some of the best players in the world that couldn't win games but bringing in kids who will run about that bit more and that's what Celtic have done as well they've brought in two guys that want to run a bit more than other people uh, and, and that gets you results can I give you a breaking news from the English Premier League yes Chelsea nil. Aston Villa nil half an hour, <laughs> half an hour, half an hour gone just bearing out yeah. what you were saying earlier so. I couldn't believe how poor Chelsea were though he was raging poor. after the game oh. says lack of energy he just wasn't happy but going on about Aston Villa they, they've got a good team wow yeah. flying Very I, I good like team. Ollie Watkins up yep. front who, who came in and scored a hat-trick I think in his first game didn't he and, but, but even when he's not scoring he, he plays yeah, a really big for somebody that, that I guess most of us hadn't heard of until he joined Villa yeah and it was a gamble for Aston Villa I think yeah. what did they pay £30 million pounds yeah. for him yeah. and it's it's come off it's not just he, he scored a few goals but yeah, yeah. he's a good player he's, yeah. he's really dangerous but there's um, Jack Grealish yeah what times Barry wow. like the manager as well Dean Smith Aye. played against his teams at Walsall and they were always very good he knows the lower leagues Aye. well and that's where he gets his, his diamonds understated what? man isn't he yes, yeah. yes I think he makes it all about the players he's not one of these mm-hmm. guys that's look at me you know I hear him talk about John Terry quite a bit giving him a lot of credit mm-hmm. as well so it just sums up the type of guy he is but he's got his team absolutely yep. flying John Terry will be giving John Terry a lot of credit I don't really enjoy watching yeah. English football but the two teams I do enjoy watching is Aston Villa and Southampton I enjoy watching them they're good to watch Southampton I thought you'd mentioned Kieran Tierney who had a good game the other night yeah I yeah. think he's been an ever present in the team yeah, I think he he's the only yeah. one that's played every game under him 
Um, and I think Kieran will tell you that as well. He, I don't, he, when he says when he's doing there, he's not the most technically gifted. But one thing you know he's going to do is give it, give it his all. And um, the amount of times he gets up and doing that pitch and yeah. puts cross, he, lo- he, he looks like a top class player. He really that Premier League. He's, sta- he's standing in a national team for me. I think if you if you listen to the Arsenal fans as well, he he's the one that yeah. has probably escaped criticism in the last couple of months when when things have been going badly for them. Uh, it, it, it's a kind of if if everyone had the same sort of attitude as, as Tierney, we'd be in, in a much better place. See, in terms, of, sorry, on you, in terms of transfer fee, he's been an absolute snap. Yeah. Was 25, 25, 25 million. Yeah. Look at the price some of the players go for down there. He's, yeah. uh, Every time I have watched Arsenal, he's been the best player for Arsenal. Why do you think these so-called big guys didn't want to run about as much as a Kieran Tierney? It baffles me. Eh? Mm. I don't understand why you would, why you would just go through the. Have they made it too early? Too much money? Don't, yeah, maybe not it, the hunger. For me, it should be a given. Yeah. Of course, but you, that, that's what you like. First and Barney, foremost, you've got to work yeah. hard. Forget mm-hmm. about the ability you've got. You've got to be able to run about and want to win games of football. Mm. What about Mesut Ozil's job <laughs> uh, doing absolutely nothing and how, how much is he on? How much he, uh, about 300 grand a week did really? he not and that's what Barney does on here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no but Ozil makes a bigger contribution. <laughs> Barney will be here contributing on Saturday afternoon. He's the man, he's the man. Yeah, he is indeed. Um, and on the podcast how did your Jimmy Carragher go? Oh, I Loads of people he's mentioned a great guy, it. Yeah. Honestly, uh-huh. and uh, he's going to try and help us get a few others as well. Not want to get Excellent. too much away, but okay. we've been in contact. Give us a wee bit. Who? Oh, well, obviously, uh, the obvious Gary, one is Gary Neville. Gary Neville. And, uh, yeah. I think he's he's saying maybe Jamie Redknapp and guys like that. So couldn't I speak any highly. Like mm-hmm. never even knew us for Adam. We just mm-hmm. contacted him and wanted to sell his book. To be honest, but um, he seen great. that we had quite a big following, so he's uh, he's helped us out massively. Huh? I'm just and, hearing. We've got, yeah, but enjoy listening to him. He's good. He, he, he knows the game. <laughs> oh, Jamie Carragher he knows the game inside Doesn't out but do you know what I like about him Fergie no big words yep. he just talks like a normal guy about basic. football yeah basic brilliant I think he should go and be a manager and I think Neville should as well you and Willie well, did you ask Neville him Neville tried yeah. it didn't he briefly but then oh, he, he, t- he took Valencia. a job at a wrong time Rob didn't he he went over yeah. at a job but he never knew the language and Carragher said that and Car- Carragher said that he fully believes that Gary Neville could go on and be a top manager mm. Yeah, he was assistant for the, the national team mm-hmm. when obviously yeah. he went out on his own at Valencia yeah. As I says it probably wasn't the right job at the right time. They were struggling, um, but look again. He, he knows the game inside out. He was he was a fant- two of them are top players. But why would you give up that sky job? The yeah. money that you get in the life. He's he saying that the way they're, they're looked after on the way down and and afterwards is is top class. So. Well, better than you're looked after I'm here. Ready, I know. I need to get a taxi here on the bus <laughs> up the road, man. He's he's getting killed. In. Barry, we can ask David Proven on Saturday. So many years at Sky as well. Yeah, so yeah. Listen, I like listening to David yep. Proven as well. He knows the game inside out. So Jimmy Carricker's pal, Stephen Gerrard, speaking about Rangers, doesn't want to talk about a title challenge. Uh, how are his players handling the pressure? Certainly improved in that department in terms of being resilient and standing up and being counted. You know, you see the blocks and people going to win the ball, headers, people being brave. You know, McGregor comes and relieves the pressure with a fantastic catch. Everyone's standing up and doing the jobs, certainly out of possession and from a defensive point of view. And um, you know, if we're to keep improving and move this forward, we have to try and build it on a solid base of, of keeping clean sheets and being hard to beat. It's tantalising at the moment, isn't it, for Rangers? Because you would have to say they're almost there. Well, Barry wouldn't have to say because he, he will mm. keep on saying one game at a time and stay humble and all that sort of stuff. But but actually, for, for most of us, realistically looking on at the way it is in the Premiership at the moment, you would say that Rangers are one more big result and maybe it's Saturday from winning the title. Would you say it? <laughs> Look, it is definitely going to be what if they, what, if they won, what if they win next Saturday? What would you what will you say then? Ten point we need to wait to see what happens on Wednesday. <laughs> Celtic played on United and if, if we say Rangers do win the game ten points, 
Still a lot of football. Yeah. I, I, I'm listen. It's the way I get brought up. It's the way when I get took in as a young boy. It was just that's the way you approach the games. I think if you start getting overconfident, that's when it comes mm-hmm. and slaps you right in the face. And I think Rangers are going about their business in the right manner. Great question, Si. What would you say? Yeah, if, but I, I do think Celtic are starting to get back to some sort of normal Celtic form, yeah. and, and with guys like Griffiths playing in your team. The type of guy he is I think that everyone now In that Celtic squad Will be fully confident That they can go on a right good run And that's what, that's why Rangers can't be complacent You know Even if it does go 13-14 I think was it Gordon Strachan's team That came back for 10 points mm-hmm. To win the league I think Alex McLeish's Rangers team Done the same Was, it, was that helicopter Sunday that he came back for? So it's been yep. done in the past And the fact that Rangers Know what happened last year That's why they cannot Start to think the way Maybe Robin and other people are thinking so. You're, you kind of write the Celtic team off because they've been relentless for, for years and, and we know it's possible for them to do it again. So I guess you're giving a prediction for Saturday then. That, that's what you're you saying. You want a prediction? We do before the end of the show. Right. Who do you think Celtic will play then? Because we mentioned Rangers just before uh, six o'clock. So do you want who I, th- who who I would play? Think? Yeah. Or, or well, who I think what Celtic about, could what play? What about both? What about, okay. what about what you would like to see and what you think it will be? Okay, I th- for me, I would go Ayer, Beaton, Julian... Laxalt I'd go the Diamond with Sorrow Christie McGregor Turnbull Griffiths Edward I'd go Ayer right back Instead of Frimpong Because I think Rangers are so dangerous At set pieces I think Celtic need as many Big players in the yep. team As possible yep. I think Ayer's better uh, Defensively than Frimpong As well uh, I think Beaton's good for Playing at the back mm-hmm. um, So if they would be My only two positions But I would go Ayer Right back and Beaton And what do you think The manager will do? Oh, I think it'll be Frimpong Ayer Julian Taylor No you're looking at his No no I'm listening no, no, I'm listening I hope I'm, Celtic I'm, play yeah. a diamond uh-huh. And I, th- I think yeah. it, I think he'll maybe go uh, oh, I don't know what he's yeah. going to do I honestly don't I, I think Brown I, I, I think, think Brown will come back will come back in mm-hmm. Just the fact that he played him in the final I think he'll bring him back in for this game I think he trusts him that much mm. But I just I mean I, I love the I love the sound of that that front three though for Celtic the yeah. you know it Edouard and Griffiths with, with Turnbull in behind I mean I, I just can't contemplate with that team Celtic not scoring mm, That's what at, I think as well Rocks. Rob I think yeah. Celtic need to score don't they yeah. because the way Celtic defend I know we've said they've not conceded in three but how Rangers are a totally different animal to the three teams and again how strong they are at yeah. set pieces you See, expect uh, Rangers to score a goal so Celtic will need to I score a goal I don't think it's ever been Celtic's problem scoring goals and going forward I think they've always looked yeah. dangerous it's it's at the back they, they, for me the struggle I know Sai just mentioned there they've not conceded in a few games mm-hmm. but they, they still look shaky to me at times mm-hmm. so I, honestly I'd and Rangers know that yep. Rangers know that yep, I, I think if they come and play I honestly think Celtic will come and sit back I went and try and hit on the counter Yep, mm-hmm. I, that's Do you think, think he could go back to a three-five-two, similar to what Hibbs Hibbs yep. done. I, I think he might. I think he might come and and um, make make himself compact, tight, and then once it goes into the latter stages, maybe have a pop. Mm. I, he's got to play. I think you've got to play Griffiths and yeah. Edward. I think oh, Griffiths yeah. and Edward to. are that good that you can sit in with eight behind the ball mm-hmm. and you know try and hit the channels as Hibbs done and hope that Griffiths and Edward can conjure up something in the two v two situations. Um, but I just think Turnbull, as Rob said, I think Turnbull's such a massive player. You have to. And you'd be so tempted to play him note against a guy in Steve Davis who, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I think he's a fabulous player, but yep. one thing he doesn't want is David Turnbull picking up the ball and running mm-hmm. him every yep. time he gets it. Yeah, I, so, I think the three in the middle will be Brown, McGregor and Turnbull. Yep. And Nick Christie. I think he'll play wide. Mm-hmm. wide. I, th- I think all Celtic need at the moment is a flicker of encouragement. 
Um, and and what that's that's the very thing that Rangers have not offered all mm. season long, and maybe that's just going to continue to be the case because I think if they they did manage to start to trim the gap, mm. uh, and they're on now a little bit of a mini run, Celtic, this this title battle might just happen. Uh, ultimately, it comes to Celtic need it for themselves. Mm. They can't they can't rely on other teams because Rangers have shown that they're they're, they're not slipping up. I'm so going to give you some Saturday, stats. It's up to Celtic yep. to go and get themselves back in the title race. Right, so I will give you stats on Griffiths and Edward in a moment. But first, let's hear the manager speaking about Edward. Oh, listen, I just trust him with the penalties. You know, he's only missed one since I've been here, and he scored goals in you know cup finals. He scored goals in big games from the penalty spot. Take it brilliantly today, and I thought he looked far more like himself today. I thought he, some of his play was magnificent. He's a joy to watch at times. So. He's had a good day as well. So, Edouard, 149 appearances, 103 starts, 107 direct goal involvements. He scored 73 goals, 34 assists. And he scores or assists every 93 minutes he's played. So that's Edouard. So, so he's, so he's yeah. basically been involved in a goal every game, yes. pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Um, what age is he, Paul? Lee Griff- he's only 20, 20, 22. 23, maybe 22, 23. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lee Griffiths, who's yeah. 30, 245 appearances, 152 starts, 170 direct goal involvements, 121 goals, 49 assists. He scores or assists every 82 minutes he plays. I've said, I think I've said it on here. Lee Griffiths for me is Celtic's number one striker. You know, there's no doubt that Edward is top class. He's 22. Lee Griffiths is a 30 year old guy who's in in his prime when fit. For me, more more a goal scorer, works harder. I think that Edward's stats are brilliant, but where I think he needs to improve is when Griffiths isn't there. He needs to be that guy that thinks, okay, maybe I'm not getting a lot of the ball today, but I need to be the guy that runs a boot as a catalyst. I think Griffiths has got that. He's got that in abundance. You know, maybe when it is quiet in the game, you still you can rely on Lee Griffiths to, to chase lost causes, to go and put defenders under pressure. And that's where Edward needs to get that wee bit better. But he will because he's only 22. I think Edward's better in a pair. Yeah. Where he can come off. He likes to come deep and pick up the ball in a half turn and, and move it. That's where I, I think he enjoys playing with a partner. He, they've tried it a, a number of times at Celtic, but it's clear to see, and I think everybody sees it, when he plays with Griffiths, he's a he's a better player, mm-hmm. Edward. I think he enjoys it, and as I say, they're on the same wavelength. Two of them are, we've seen last season after that winter break, they come back, they were absolute flying. I think they, they two, along with the goalkeeper, were the, the reason why Celtic got to the top of the league the, so the, they've got to play yeah. I think there's no doubt in my mind I think he's got to go with Griffiths and Edward mm-hmm. they're also two completely different personalities yep. aren't they yep. because mm-hmm. because Lee Griffiths is constantly noising people up he's noising up the opposition he's also noising up his own teammates at times if if he's not getting the ball when mm-hmm. he wants it when he thinks he's, he's got a, a goal scoring chance Odson Edward I get the feeling at times he just goes quiet when things yeah. aren't happening for him. Yeah. He just kind of goes quiet. And but but with Neil with with Lee Griffiths alongside, you know, you maybe can't go quiet. So so they are good for each other. Yeah, I think you're spot on. As I say, I think when he's not getting the ball, Edward, instead of demanding demanding off others, he does tend to just go quiet and maybe drift at the game. Whereas if it's Griffiths and the ball's not coming, he'll be told. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you see that in Celtic's play when Griffiths is there. McGregor and Christie, the first thought is, can we get the ball into there too? Mm-hmm. And that's demand, and that's what that's what you get when you're a 30 year old guy that's been down south and played in the Premier League and scored a lot of goals. And for me, it just makes the whole team much more direct and positive when Lee Griffiths is playing. The, the difference with both of them as well is Griffiths only needs one sniff. Yeah, and it's yep. 99 times out of 100. Cup final. Yep. He's going to score. Mm-hmm. He always hits the target. Edwards, no, I, I wouldn't say he's a prolific goal scorer. Mm. Lee Griffiths is. He's a poacher, as I said, I mentioned earlier on the show. He can score all sorts of goals. 
Could be a busy day then for Alan McGregor, which doesn't happen too often this season. And also for Celtic, I take it it's Connor Hazard is going to be in goals. Because Rangers, they've got uh, best keeper in the country. McGregor he's, no. he's, he's nuts Did you see him ah, in no, the game no he's, he's wild isn't he yeah. <laughs> he just, he's like that in training yeah. see when you play he's five so or angry, six yeah. oh, they, listen he's just got that winning mentality yeah. um, I would have him all day for mm. me he's the best goalkeeper I've played with and he's so important to Rangers and I keep saying it a top goalkeeper is worth 15 points a season mm-hmm. but he's never had more protection than he has this season you know, he's, yeah, he's, but when he's been called upon, I, I know, Rob. No, I agree with you, absolutely. Right. But, but you know, I, I reckon if you had the stats for a number of big saves that he's had to make this mm. season, it'd be way down on the last couple of years. Do you know what I like about McGregor mm. more than anything as well? Mm. See, oh, the, in this day and age where goalies are obsessed with passing the ball with his feet, never take never takes a risk. If the ball comes yeah. back to him and it's not on to play, he boots the ball up the pitch. Again, it's just experience, it's yeah. know-how, it's doing the basics well. And, and again, he's talking behind him. You can hear oh. him constantly for the 90 minutes. That, that's one thing about him. He never shuts up for a full 90 minutes, which is <laughs> Said important. <with> feeling. <laughs> but you need that. Yeah. He's a real, honestly, he's a proper leader. Um, and that's what you need. We're counting down to the big match on Wednesday and Saturday as well. Uh, Rangers Celtic, 12.15, 12.30 on Saturday. We're on from 12 here on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. We're taking your calls on 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Text your message, go, plus your message to 87474. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Just hearing from uh, San Francisco. They're tuned in over there. Thomas Kravchik is tuned in works at Salesforce and Thomas a big Hibs fan so um, he I think disappointed that they didn't get maybe a point at the weekend but it's great he is tuned in in uh, over there in Silicon Valley in San Francisco shame we can't what join him eh? oh. yeah indeed what could maybe maybe the boogie bus no that's too no, much no, no, isn't no. it that would be a diversion I, wouldn't it I tell you what I do like Jack Ross I yeah. really do I think mm-hmm. he's going to be really good for Hibs I love these interview after the game you know you're saying you're gaining his plaudits for coming here and playing well but ultimately We've, we've gone away with nothing. And that's what they've lacked, That's isn't what it? they've lacked for yeah. years, Paul, 100%. And I like the way he's worked it, you know, when he first went in there, Hibs were an easy touch to play against. And first and foremost, he's got that sorted, where they didn't concede as many goals. I think if you give him another year or two, you'll get that side of the attacking side um, spot on. And I, and I think he'll be very successful, Jack Ross. Mm-hmm. Back to the keepers, we were mentioning uh, Alan McGregor. Conor Hazard, is he going to play for Celtic? There's no question. Yeah, It'll Conor Hazard. Hazard's got yeah. to play. I know, I know he made a, uh, maybe one or two mistakes in the final, but... Generally, he's been quite sound. Um, I like the way he distributes the ball with his feet as well. I think that's a big thing for the way Celtic play. Um, and I don't think it'll phase him. I don't know. You no. know, as I said after the the mistake in the cup final, he could have easily folded. He goes on and saves two penalties. So I think he's got the right mentality for this game. And again, it helps when there's when there's no fifty thousand fans on your back there. So, but Celtic only defend well. You know, because cross balls, crosses balls as we've seen in the final, maybe not his strongest point. So the centre halves will need to stand up and be counted come Saturday. Barry, what advice would you give him, the former Rangers captain? What advice would you give him? He'd tell him to fling one in. For a young player, 22 year old playing in uh, a Rangers Celtic match for the first time. I think Simon makes a a good point. It's, I wouldn't say easier. Listen, there's still a lot of pressure on you. Um, But when you're going out and there's 50,000 fans there, it makes a a hell of a difference. And it's strange watch the the last Old Firm game at Celtic Park. And to watch any football without fans is. Is uh, it's hard to watch. Um, it took me a while to adjust. That I mean, as I've, I've said plenty of times, I take my hat off to the players. Mm-hmm. I would find it difficult to play in stadiums without fans. I'm managing the now, and normally we get good crowds, and I'm having to try to motivate myself and motivate the players. I don't know how you feel, Si mm-hmm. I I need an atmosphere about the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard for these guys, but listen, it's your better rivals. 
you've got to get up for it. And as I said, the preparation starts the day in training. You know, she's not giving him any advice. <laughs> no, I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> <Drop a few. laughs> that was that's that's what's known as the Ferguson sidestep uh, when, he, when he totally avoids your question. What an opportunity for Connor has. He doesn't have to think back, and he doesn't have to think that he's in by default. Or because Bain and Barkas weren't weren't cracking it, it's it's just the chance for him to to nail that position. You know, will Celtic go and spend another massive amount of money in trying to get Fraser Foster in the January first uh, in the January transfer window? It'll probably depend on how it goes on January the second. You would imagine in that game, were Celtic to win at Ibrox and and they did close the gap, uh, would that then would they then think right? What we need now, apart from maybe another couple of pieces in the jigsaw. Is Fraser Forster back? Yeah, I think Barry will tell you. What, I was we were always told at Celtic as kids, you'll only be in the first team if the, if the manager trusts you. You'll not be in there through a default. You'll be in that team because the manager trusts you. You'll then be treated like a first team player, and that's it. Hazard's obviously done something in training that Neil Lennon likes. Known him, there's no way we'd have put him in just because Barkas and Bain hadn't have been doing well. It's a big call f- from Neil Lennon mm-hmm. for putting the. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, no, he's 22, but he's still young in terms of a goalkeeper. It's a big call. Mm. Barkas, f- £5 million. Yeah, but, but it's an easier call if, if the two other guys aren't cracking it, if they're not doing it. Yeah, but to throw a guy in with no experience mm. um, into a game against Lille, I know Celtic were out of the Europa um, group, but it's still a big call for me. But in, I've got to be honest with you, I know he made a couple of mistakes in the, the, the cup final, but I've been, I've been impressed yeah, with good, the boy. Good attitude. Yeah, yep. good mentality. Uh, hard to come back. He makes a couple of mistakes. He's easy, easy to fold. He makes up for it with two fantastic saves in the final. Is there any way of getting Forster for the first? No, does that not happen? Do players sign on the 1st of January? Well, it does oh. open, doesn't it? Yeah, on yeah. the 1st. But, but, so. but yeah. I, I would rather think that, that Celtic might be hedging their bets mm-hmm. because if, the, if they're not in it, if they're not in the title race, then that's a lot of money to invest, isn't it? Because that would be one big reason for getting Fraser Foster back would be to try to get 10 in a row. Okay. What a waste. What a waste. Isn't it? Isn't it? Bench. Bench, right. More of that coming shortly. Chelsea have gone one up against Aston Villa. Giroud scoring in 34 minutes. We're back in a moment. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! There's no title talk here. Uh, we just talk about the next game and the next challenge. We've done extremely well today to beat a good team, a dangerous team. We'll enjoy that and we'll get ready for St Mirren. That's all we talk about inside. All uh, what ifs and all this, you can carry on talking about it. So that was Stephen Gerrard after the, at the weekend. And we will. Yeah, indeed. Barry, do you like that one? Yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, the media we certainly keep it all going and uh, Stephen Gerrard so far almost can do no wrong apart from St Mirren last week the week before going out of the cup the first chance to get silverware this year and uh, it eluded them Barry and that could have and probably did shake the confidence but they've come back with two victories yeah I, I said it was a massive disappointment that was the the chance to get into the semi-final and if you look at not being dis- disrespectful yeah. to the clubs that were already through it was a real opportunity for Rangers to grab the first trophy but listen yeah, they get put out and it was how they respond and they got the vital win against Motherwell they've been on to beat St Johnson and now Hibs so they've responded in a way that they probably wouldn't have been able to do last season as I say there's definitely a mind shift from this um, this uh, squad and they're back at St Mirren this week Rob they play on Wednesday afternoon St Mirren against Rangers how do you yeah. see that one? Well I, I, I see it as being pretty fascinating to be honest you know as I said earlier will St Mirren do what they did last time can they find the, the, the plan to work again against Rangers or will Rangers get pretty angry with St Mirren because of what happened last time and there's a bit of a, a backlash I need to be honest I, I think Rangers will beat St Mirren I think they will I think they'll beat them comfortably as I say 
I don't I think Stephen Gerrard and his coaching staff will go and play the same way as they played the last time. I think they'll have something new for St Mirren. And if I'm Celtic, I'm fairly expecting Rangers to go and beat St Mirren. Mm. Celtic, Celtic need to go and beat Rangers at the weekend. They need to show that Rangers are beatable. If they, if, if they want to go and win the league, they need to take it upon themselves to beat Rangers. You know, you can't be relying on St Mirren to beat Rangers on a Wednesday away from home because they've not done it all year. So why would you expect them to lose? It's up to you, the guys in that dressing room, to go on Saturday and get a result against them and then kick on for the rest of the season and hope that that changes Rangers' mentality for the rest of the season. What, what a change though for St Mirren. Yeah. What, what a change in complexion if you're, if you're a St Mirren fan this season because you, you'd probably fully expecting to be in the, in the relegation shake-up at, at the end of the campaign. But the way things are right now, you look at that table, you look at their recent results mm. and you think they're, they're one team that I don't think are going to be anywhere near the, mm. the, the relegation situation. Yeah, I, I've been impressed with them, Rob. I'll be honest with you, when I watched the, the Cup game, it's easy for a team to fold when Rangers mm-hmm. scored the early goal through Golson mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself right do you know what Rangers are going to go in here and, and get another two or three goals and that's where you've got to give St Mern uh, and the manager credit they didn't fold they kept going they stuck to their obviously away playing and eventually overall I thought they deserved to beat Rangers mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I did and they've carried that on to the league form they've went to some difficult places like Fir Park 1-1-0 Went up to Ross County who are fighting for their lives at the weekend and got a great 2-0 victory. So and he's, and he's, still, and he's still adding things to the squad as well. Christian yeah. Dennis has come in, yeah. scored yeah. up in Dingwall. So, you know, so is that, that's another one he, he for, for, a, a, lot for a squad that's improving all the time. Yeah, and the budget will be small there. Yeah. Si, you'll agree with me here. It's so difficult to get players in um, on not a lot of money. Yeah. But what Jim, he's went across to Ireland, he's brought a few from uh, yeah. Ireland. He's took a gamble on them, but you know what? The gambles have worked mm-hmm. and... That's, that's how we're spent the training ground they're a well well drilled team did you see the the red card for uh, Ross Draper, Draper. yeah it's not is, is, that not, is that not one of the worst refereeing oh, decisions you've yeah. seen it, it was just ridiculous you know, it was barely one yellow furnace too yeah, yeah. don't yeah. get me started he's just done Jim Goodwin I, I yeah. just love how he's done it you know he went in the lower leagues with Aloha mm-hmm. and he learnt his trade I think he got offered the St Mirren job sooner and he knocked it back because Did I didn't he? think he felt he was ready for it huh? he stayed at Aloha and then he took the, the yeah, job eventually that's right the Jack Ross route yeah, yeah. yeah. what I like about him Rob is he never went in straight away I think managers now get jobs and they're wanting to play this expansive free-flowing football straight away Jim Goodwin's done it in baby steps somewhat Jack Ross he's went in first and foremost and been hard to beat and like Rob says he's added wee bits at a time mm. you know you now see them with legs in midfield and now I think the final part will be to get a goal scorer and where they can go and play f- yeah. maybe a wee bit better football That's the missing but you can see that this yeah. year that they're playing a wee bit better football mm-hmm. maybe just missing that, that guy up front that can put the ball in the net so I think Jim Goodwin will be again another top manager I think we've got a lot of them in Scotland right now mm-hmm. I think I mean I mean Jim's been in the real world, hasn't he? He's, yeah, he's yeah. had real jobs sure. in, in between times when he was when he was at Alloway. I think he was driving a van and selling chocolate yeah. at one point. You know, do, doing doing real stuff, getting getting a, a a feel of what what real life's all about. And he's probably come back a much better uh, per, person, probably. Yeah, much better manager. Well yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, th- and I think he's got a tough. Men- I mean, you know, we know what Jim Goodwin, the player, was like. You know, a tough. You know, tough yep. in all sorts of ways, mm. including mentality. And I think his team now have got that as well. That's why I want to do well in, in management, so I don't need to come back to jobs like this. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. That came up a few days <laughs> ago. That yeah. could be, be arranged. <laughs> so, Rob, you're going for a Rangers win, though, are you? That's um, in Size going for Rangers. I'm going for a draw. Oh. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Barry. Rangers are 1 2 0. 2 0. And they're going to start with Morellas, do you think? No, too sure. Get okay. the text. Get on the text. <laughs> no, listen, I, I think they'll you'll get a response. I think it's hurt them. St. Man putting them out of the cup. I think they'll go and they'll they'll be convincing winners. What changes do you think for tomorrow, Fergie? 
Same back four. I, I just think when they scored the goal, the, 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 their tempo wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. They kind of come off it a wee bit. I think if Rangers, you, you know what it's like, you start a game, you've got to, you've got to be up levels. And I thought they let, they let the level drop when they played against it, man. So Davis, thought, Davis won't play, will he? Playing if he's going to play at the weekend. Do you know what? I, I would play him. Yeah, listen, he's fit and I know age, but look, I think you've got to play your best team. It's a tricky place to go, sit, man. They need to make sure they get the three points, and that's why I think he'll go with a strong team. And ideally, do you play him for an hour if possible, Davis? If possible, yeah. but it depends on what happens. It yeah, depends the on the game. Barry, where do you think Rangers need to strengthen in January? Or do you want to see the next two matches and then decide? No, I, I yep. always think it's good to strengthen when you're yep. in top of your game. Look, if I'm sitting in a dressing room and I see the club making a few signings coming through the, the dressing room doors, it, it gives you that, mm-hmm. that lift. Um, and it worked in the summer. Yeah, because you need competition yep. for places. Mm-hmm. Guys have got to keep continuously on their, on their toes. Um, so in terms of where they'll strengthen, probably right back is the, the only concern. I know, I know the, the young kids come in and, and done really well. Would you, would you want it's, to cut off the route though for Nathan Patterson to, to get some games? No, you know, I, I wouldn't want... By bringing in another right back. I wouldn't be want to. Um, I, I think in terms of, you've just mentioned it there, but I was going to say, Sai, I think alone, an experienced player right. maybe coming in because look, I, I think long term, Nathan Patterson will be a, a Rangers player. I think he's got all the attributes to do that. But going on how big a season it is and the pressures that Rangers are going to be under to, to get this league title, I think that's maybe one position they might look to strengthen. You didn't want too many players as well. You know, you didn't want players being unhappy at no playing guys that have played major parts. You know, you go and sign other players and then you've got an extra headache. You know, I think this group of players have showed that they can go this so far without getting beat. You know, other than mentality, there's no reason why they can't go and do it again. So, like Fair Barry says, maybe a right back for cover for Tavernier, but if I'm Rangers, I didn't see why you would need to rock the boat. That would be your only change. Alone. Maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah, alone. But, but not, I, 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 I don't think Tavernier gets injured a lot. So, no. you know, mm-hmm. he's not the type that I think he's more than capable of playing. I mean, how many t- how many times have we looked at that Rangers bench going into yeah. games and mm-hmm. sort of and and immediately picked another whole team? You know, they they pretty much have got two good players for every position. I listened to you they? last last Wednesday on the show. You were what game were you doing? You were doing the Aberdeen mother or mother yeah. Aberdeen game, mm-hmm. and yeah. you, you were talking about yeah. it in the yeah. studio and. The bench, the nine players that were on that bench, yeah, could easily, was, yeah. easily yeah. Yeah. get into that, that starting 11. And the reason why I say he's a right back, I think it would be good for the young lad Nathan Patterson to go out and play mm. at a, a decent yeah. level and get a number of games under his, under his belt. So that's probably the reason why I'm saying they may look at a, an experienced right back to come in as cover. Would you make a size point that, you know, at the moment he's rotated the squad really well, it's a happy squad, but at some point in the season, Everyone wants to play. There comes a point where you think, well, I'm not getting enough game time. Darren Indy the other night in the programme said that when he was out of the team... That was, was, quite, a lot, that was quite a lot of the time. <laughs> well, he said that. He said that he wanted, you, know, you want the team to lose, in a way. If you're not playing, you want to be in the team. You're desperate. Um, and can you... I've, I've never come across a player who's happy to oh, be no, on the bench. Exactly, yeah. That would annoy me if I, if I kind of sensed that, that I would crack me up. You, you, look, so the no squad player. could get too big. I always yeah. say be disappointed and upset that you're not in the starting 11, but go and show a good attitude to try and get into that starting 11. And that's what this group of yeah. Rangers players are showing at this moment in time. There's guys who are desperate to play, they're not getting get as much game time as they want, but they need to wait for the chance. And when they do get the chance, more often than not, they've took it. For Celtic. Where would they add in January? I think Celtic need to go and sign the boy Robert for Airdrie. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, same with Celtic. I don't think Celtic need... 
you know, you look at Soro, Turnbull, Griffiths, there's, there's three new players. You know, guys that haven't played the majority of the year. They're the positions that for me needed they needed to improve on. And they've got the players now in Soro there uh, and Griffiths up front. Mikey Johnson's came back now, looks sharp. Uh, he, you know, he's he a game changer. Good. He's one that when you are maybe not playing at your best in 20, 30 minutes to go and you're drawing the game, Mikey Johnson's a guy that can come on and, and, and change the game. So I think he's a massive, massive return. And then... If, uh, even bigger if you can get James Forrest for uh, as quick as possible. I knew, I knew he was about to get a mention. But Is if you it? couldn't, then I know Rob disagrees. Sharp. But I would, if you can't get James Forrest fit, I would take Roberts back. Patrick Roberts. I think yep. he gives, would give Celtic something different. Young lad Mikey Johnson's looks sharp. Yeah, I like him. And, yeah. and stronger as well. Yeah, this could be his back. chance. Yeah, yep. he's been out, and maybe that's his time to go and make sure physically that he, he matures. And I, I think you can see that in him when he's since he's came back, he does look physically a lot stronger and. He's looked good when he's come on, there's no doubt about that. Here's one for you and for any young kid that wants to yeah. make it in the game. Mikey Johnson stays the street down for me, his mum and dad. Mm-hmm. I drive home for here or training at half seven, eight o'clock at night and Mikey Johnson's out in the public parks practising. I thought you could say out in the pub. After, <laughs> no, 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 no. He's Is definitely he? not that. Yeah, Seriously? Yeah. He's up by a boy at the, the steps playing fields. Wow. Uh-huh. Smashing boys a bit, so there you go. That's why he is where he is, obviously, isn't it? What, what's, what's, yeah. what Celtic can't afford to do at the moment is think about James Forrest coming back. You just you just have to write him off. When and, is it all February at the earliest, yeah, exactly. isn't it? You know, yeah. it'll, be, you know, it'll be great for them to have him back and he will make a massive difference when he comes back into the team. But because he's not there, there there's really no point in talking no. about him or thinking about him at the moment, is there? And what they've had to do is find another way of playing. Yeah. And I think that's where they've struggled, to find a way of playing without wide players who... No, no Neil Lennon that's how he likes to play he likes to get the boys wide players and get balls in the box he's not had that this year so he's had to find another way and I think he's found <laughs> it in the last three games with this diamond that he's you know he's got his five best attacking players on the pitch for me and Christie McGregor Turnbull Griffiths and Edward so f- fair, f- fair play to him you know he's he's chopped and chained to try and find that, that, that so, formation so and he seems sure, to me he's got it the issue you've got with, with January is when you're going to try and sign players it's guys that are out the team yeah. guys that are, yeah. are maybe out the picture at other clubs that have not had a lot of game time and then they need to come in and get up to speed so it's it's a horrible window January What do you do about Shane Duffy? The Ireland captain but he's somebody that we haven't mentioned he came in the team then he was out back in back out again well, what are they going to do with Duffy? When Celtic first signed him I thought it was um, a top class signing yeah. mm. um, but he's, he's struggled to adjust I, I, I still believe that you don't become a bad player overnight I still think he is a good centre back I just think it's caught him by surprise up here mm-hmm. um, the standard and the pace of the game I mean I've seen it with my own eyes with plenty of players that have, have come in at Rangers that have been you're thinking what a signing he's going to be and they've struggled to adjust Martin O'Neill had a view on him the other night in the show yeah. Rob didn't he? It was a good yeah. insight wasn't yeah. it? Yeah it did I mean you know and, and he said that one of the problems with Shane Duffy was sometimes just persuading him to play to his strengths and just to just keep the defending plain and simple and not to be thinking about 75 yard diagonals and, and all the rest of it and starting the play off and but it's funny isn't it be, speaking to everybody speaking to people who actually knew Shane Duffy and knew Scottish football thinking the likes of Billy Reid who was on the show mm. Davy Weir who's involved at Brighton as well uh, these guys you know they weren't looking into a blank where they knew nothing about Scottish football they, they know what it's all about and they thought Shane Duffy was going to do really well here mm-hmm. yeah and also Brighton play a, a total different style yeah, to yeah, Celtic yeah, Celtic yeah. Are, are normally certainly at home and vast majority of the time away from home they've got the line share of the possession and they play really high up the pitches at Brighton they kind of defended pretty deep, which probably suited Shane Duffy. So that's also maybe something that he's he struggled to adapt to. But I also think he could be the best player in the world, but 
it's all it's all about if you can deal with the pressure of playing with these two teams. You know, okay, the standards may be not as good, but the demand to win every week is totally different. I mean, if you look at the clubs that Shane Duffy's played for, I mean, playing for Brighton, probably the quietest ground in England. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of people yeah. baying for your blood if you're not playing well. It's a mm. totally different atmosphere up here. And as, as I say, it's not ability which makes you a set like a Rangers player. It's if you've got the mentality to come up here and do it. And the ex- expectation's completely different, isn't it? Brighton. Yeah. I mean, they've done so well to stay in the Premier League. He, he wouldn't have experienced, even without fans being in mm. the stadium, the demands and the expectations on your shoulder. A Celtic, a Rangers player are massive. And I've seen a lot of people struggle with that. Is he even doing that? I don't think you need to, you didn't need to do a lot of defending. I watched Man United Leicester. Jamie Vardy hardly gets a touch of the ball. Mm. The Man United centre half didn't need to do much defending because it's a, it's a game of possession down there. And Brighton were Brighton were notorious for it, especially in the Championship when Shane Duffy played. Brighton had 70-60% of possession, so he didn't need to defend a lot. Whereas up here, as Fergie says, you're attacking on the halfway, you're defending on the halfway line, sorry. And what teams have done is spin the ball behind them. He's probably never had to deal with that in his career, and it's been a shock to him. That's Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson, Rob McLean and me, Paul Cooney. We're back in a moment. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Goals come in and England, Villa have uh, struck back. Chelsea won, Aston Villa won. El Ghazi has scored in 50 minutes. So you were mentioning them earlier on. Good team, Aston Villa. And uh, they're at 1-1. He's on a bit of a run now, Ghazi. Yeah. Did he not score at the weekend yeah. as well? It was a great goal. Yeah. I think Villa are going to beat Chelsea there you go yeah, I, yeah, I'm not yeah. surprised that they've equalised as I said they're a real good team um, to watch and of, uh, is it Bartley he, well, obviously ah. he's been out injured yeah. and he's he's on loan for Chelsea yeah. he's still to come back in mm. so no, he's a big got, player for them at the start of the season yeah, they've got a lot, of, a lot of very very good players Aston Villa by the way how was your predictions for the last games we've not said uh, I can't remember probably that's showbiz site right so Rangers Hibs you said Rangers yeah Everyone yep. went Rangers. Yep. Yep. Um, and everyone went Celtic yep. at Hamilton. Uh, Aberdeen. Did anyone disagree that Aberdeen would win against no, St. I Johnson? No, I think you did. Uh, Dundee United Motherwell. Yeah, I, I said, said draw. 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 Rob? <laughs> yeah, I think I said <laughs> a draw. Oh, this could be <laughs> Phil Coupin. Kilmarnock Livingston. Uh, Levy, I Levy. Levy. We went Levy. Levy. Si went Levy. Rob? Just say Levy. <laughs> yeah, Levy. Clearly. The Davy Martindale Roadshow rolls on. And Ross County St. Mirren. Yeah, it went St. Mirren. Yeah, we did go something on that side. Wow. It's a few. Yeah, a few I think, I thought we, actually, we got them all right. Well, <laughs> Rob, you're on the bell. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No problem at all. Oh, there's nowhere open. Are yeah. we doing Wednesday? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just about yeah. to. Yeah, oh, so yeah. here we go. So we've already done St. Mirren Rangers, where uh, Rob thinks it's going to be uh, a draw. Yeah. I mean, that would be hugely significant. In the, uh, Can I change my mind? No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sai is going for Rangers. Barry, you're going Rangers 2 0. Yes. Uh, St. Johnson against Hamilton. Well, both teams not in great runs at the moment, but we'll start off with you, Barry. Yeah, yep. Rob mentioned the, the St. Johnson hadn't won in four games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but look, they've, Hamilton, lo- ah, they've lost four. Yeah, yeah. they've lo- lo- uh, lost the last four. Yeah, um, but I think though, look, Hamilton are, are struggling. Obviously, we, they've got a few injuries and yep. COVID uh, players with uh, coronavirus. So I'm going to go with St. Johnson. I think they'll, they'll they'll get that vital victory. Yeah, I think so as well. I know they've lost the last four, but I think the last three they've had red cards. And also, yeah. and also yeah. they've had tough games. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and I think they've been competitive in all of them. Yeah. Even at Aberdeen, yeah, Callum yeah. Davidson was delighted with the first half. I think that wee bit of lack of discipline's killing them, but I agree that St. Johnston should have too much for Hamilton. Covid's been tough on Hamilton. The young yeah. the keeper did well, didn't he? He did, Callum yeah. Gurley, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah really. he was a young kid at Dundee when I was there. Good, yeah. good lad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, what do you think? Um, I, yeah, I think St. Johnston back on the back onto a, a winning run. I like Callum Davidson. I like what he's done there. Um, and I think they will bounce back and beat Hamilton 2-0 Did you do Aberdeen St. Johnson at the weekend? I did. How yeah. was uh, McCann? 
good. Like I, re- I really like him. Yeah. Why is he? Why is he not playing for the Scotland age groups teams? No, no. But I think I think did, could he not? Did he not have Scottish qualification? I'm not too sure. Because because his, I think I think his dad. I think his family's based in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Ah. But I tell you one thing, he's a lot in of fact, potential. In yeah. fact, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's got a brother who's involved oh. with Scotland with one of the maybe Scotland rugby sevens team. Right. Or so, I, I maybe read that somewhere. So I, I might be talking out of a hole in my head, to be honest. But, Never. But 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 I, I like him. I like him. Not Rob McLean. I, I, well, you know, <laughs> sometimes I loved that one when you said, "Why is he not playing for Scotland?" <laughs> Sides goes, "He's Irish." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that would be that would be a very good reason why he's not playing for Scotland. But they, they'll um, struggle to keep. Hold yeah, him St. Johnson after this season. Player, he'll get a he'll get a move. Yeah. Very good player. And his brother his brother plays for Dunfermline, I think. Oh, does he? Uh, yeah. His brother's about six foot five, I think, plays at the back. Would that be right? Neil. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, not Neil McCann. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, having, having said that, I'm now gonna check it out. Good recovery, Rob. So I tell you, a great match is Livingston against Aberdeen, and that's a tough one to call. Barry, I'm gonna start with you. Oh, what do you think? Yes, you? I'm gonna yeah. go with Livingston. Are you? Wow. Why? Yes. Why? Yeah. Um first Astroturf. Livingston are used yep. to it and they're on a fantastic run I do think Aberdeen are a good team but I think Livingston will, will pip it mm, you think 2-1 you reckon yep. yes. I think Aberdeen yep. I think Aberdeen will match Livingston's enthusiasm and, and how they play and, and I think Aberdeen will have just that wee bit too much quality for Livingston I, I think Hedges I really like Hedges mm-hmm. you know I think he's a, 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 the type what of about Benson? The, the, the sort of <laughs> Smoked a few of them over Christmas. Um, he's the type that can make a difference in this sort of game. Uh, you know, I think yeah. Aberdeen. I think they can outbully Livingston. You're a professional athlete. No, <laughs> no indeed, indeed. We don't condone. We don't condone that. It's, it's a really good game, isn't it? There'll be goals in yeah. it. It's, yeah. Ross McCrory is back for Aberdeen. He was suspended, of course, at the weekend. So I, I, think, I, think, I think that's big. I think that's really big for Aberdeen to have him back alongside Lewis Ferguson in the midfield. But but Livy are flying. I, I reckon that's a nailed on draw. Ooh. A draw. Score draw. A score draw, one one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, Hibs against Ross County. Sai. Oh, it's got to be Hibs, isn't it? I mean, I feel for Yogi. Mm. I think again, I don't think there was much in the game with Ross County. I think Jim Goodwin admitted that that County were more than a match for them, but obviously going down to nine men is, is too much. I ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I really like Hibs. You know, I think Hibs are a, are a right good team. I think Ross County will, will struggle to get a chance against Hibs the way they defend. And again, I think with Nisbet and, and Dodge being back, I think mm-hmm. they'll have too much for for Ross County. I'll be interested in Yogi going back to his old club. Uh, I can yeah. listen to Yogi. I love going to play the hips like yeah. <laughs> when he he does interviews. Re- a yeah. proper football yeah. person. Um, Old school. Look, yeah. Hibs all day long for me. He relies on people listening when he's talking because uh, there's not you don't have much choice yeah. usually when you he's know in full flow. I don't know if you watched it when he was at Wraith Rovers. He done an interview after oh, the played amazing, Fergie. It's amazing, isn't it? Oh, but I, I I've watched it twice. What happened? What? He'll it go just, in the motor and he'll blow smoke up his uh-huh. brilliant yeah. side. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just about modern day footballers. Right. I thought it was a brilliant interview. Mm-hmm. And then they done one, I think they had to win the game. And he says his kit man was going to do the, the team talk. The team mm-hmm. talk. Brilliant. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Um, What's all, the team all, talk for this weekend well, then? I mean, I think well, Wednesday. Well, yeah. it's going to be a difficult one, isn't it? But I, I think all logic points to, to Hibbs inflicting another defeat in Ross County, which is why I'm going for a draw. Ooh, and I, I'm just yeah. thinking if I go for enough draws I'm going to get one right <laughs> uh, I th- yeah I, th- I, th- I just think Ross Kent are probably due a break due a, you know, and, yeah. I, and I think he will have a growing impact it's, th- it's been difficult for him the games mm. are coming far too fast for him really in terms of spending time with the players and getting them organised etc I think they'll be a bit better come Wednesday and I think they might just frustrate Hibs and get a point mm. out Why of that Why has Draper not been playing? 
because for me, he's the perfect sort of player mm. to go when, when you go up to play yeah. Ross County. He's not and a of, guy and of course, Yogi had him at Inverness, didn't he? Inverness, yeah. so me, yeah. uh-huh. yeah. I hope, but of course, he's suspended now. So yeah. I hope uh, will Yogi, that not go overturned though. I, I hope Yogi does I, I a good job. I think because I think I think because it's two yellows, it can't be mm. it can't be appealed. Is Crazy. that right, Barry? Good point. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's right. What you saying about I Yogi hope now? Yogi does a good job up there. I think we'd all like to see it, wouldn't we? Yeah, definitely. Hibs keeper do well for you. The standing keeper, uh, yeah, I like it. Dylan, yeah. Dylan Barnes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think Made he, I think he looks mm-hmm. on loan from yep. QPR. Am I right in saying? Yep, good. Uh, Motherwell against Kilmarnock. Wow, uh, I'm going for Motherwell. Going for Motherwell. Yep. Yes. I think we'll finally get some goals. Tony Watt scored at the weekend, but that's been the problem. They were really good. They should have won, shouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they should have won. Um, they missed a few chances, but I, I think Kilmarnock are going through a tough time. Motherwell, they will be lifted by the performance up at Tannadice, but they should have got the three points. So I'm going Motherwell. Yeah, I think Motherwell as well. I think Kilmarnock in a in a bad place, as Rob said. That interview after the game worried me. Um, you you listen to Stephen Robinson, and he's the complete opposite. You know, he's still he's still up for a fight. I think he's got full belief that his his team can turn this round. So, for that reason, I think Motherwell. I think Motherwell will win that come to me. Mm-hmm. Rob Motherwell, yeah. they were third top at the end of last season. They're third bottom yeah. at the moment. Yeah, you do feel for them a bit because of the the topsy turvy nature of the Premiership at the moment, where you get points and then you get them taken away again, and and that is difficult when you're suddenly looking at the league table and it's telling a completely different story but but I think yeah I think Motherwell had uh, loads of chances uh, to beat Dundee United at the weekend and should have done and, mm. and I think they'll win this one United, Dundee United are a funny team aren't they keep yeah. scraping out results mm-hmm. without really playing that well you know but it's crazy that the amount of draws they've had this year you worried for them at the start of the season weren't you yeah I did but I think the signing of experienced guys like McNulty's helped mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. um, Nicky Clark again I mean, what a substitute to bring on. Yep. You know, with 20 minutes to go, he's. Um, I think the three will, will see them safe. safe yeah. And that's exactly what I was thinking yep. as well. You know, no matter how ordinary you are uh, around the pitch, you know, if you've got three top strikers like, like those three, you're going to yep. get enough goals to survive. But again, Mickey Mellon's doing what we've said. He's he's making United hard to beat first and foremost in his first year in the yep. job for their first year in the Premier League. I fully expect next year for him to go and maybe try and sign a few more creative players. I think play a different way. A different way next right. year, yeah. Sorry, I think. This first year in the Premier League mm-hmm. was just about making sure they stay in there. I think you'll see a different way uh, Dundee United playing next season. And I see you, you remind, sorry, he reminded everyone at the weekend in the interview afterwards that they'd just come up because you kind of forget, don't you? He does do that, that a lot, doesn't he? But quite right, because yeah, it's, it's true. Absolutely. It isn't yeah. easy coming up uh-huh. to the you, you see a lot of teams coming up and struggling straight away. Yep. So, um, the hometown to, team. I yeah. like him as well. He, he reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of Yogi the way he talks about football. Yeah. You know, there's no fancy straightforward. words. Yep. He tells it like it is. and he seems like a guy that you would you would enjoy playing for. I hope he does well up there. Uh-huh. Were you were you Dundee or Dundee United side when you were brought up in that area? My granddad was a big Dundee fan. I played with Dundee as a kid. Uh-huh. Um, but obviously the dark uh, blue, the dark yeah. blues. Uh, but yeah. Celtic, my my dad, so played yeah. with Dundee Celtic boys and then mm-hmm. and then went through there. Um, but all my all my mates are United fans, massive yeah. United fans, they, and they've yeah. got such high expectations for Dundee United. Yep. And that's why I feel for my guys like Mickey mm-hmm. Mellon who goes in there because I'm in group chats and. And they're expecting Dundee United to be up near fourth and fifth, and you say to these guys, have a bit of reality check. I know you are a big club, but mm-hmm. you've just came up for the the championship. It's a big jump, so I think they just need to be patient and give Mickey mm-hmm. Mellon time. And talking about the Jim McLean era, they said when he went to Dundee United, they weren't even the best team in the street because Dundee were the better team. And Dundee he was United, at Dundee, wasn't he, Paul? He was. That's yeah. where he, he played at Dundee. So Celtic, Dundee United, uh, Rob, what do you reckon? Celtic against uh, I was just trying to, I, was, yeah. I was researching my McCann brothers there oh. um, so, so it's, so it's, it's <laughs> Lewis no. McCann who plays for Dunfermline he's a striker but he is 6 foot 5 they, okay. both, they both play for Northern under, under 21s and, and the older brother Scott um, 
has represented Scotland age groups at, at rugby, yeah, rugby, ah, at rugby sevens right. international. Yeah. So Scotland. So whether they could have played, okay. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that another so day. So Celtic Dundee United, Rob. Take that better for the podcast. Yeah, exactly. I built in some time for my preview of Celtic against Dundee United. Three nil Celtic. Yeah, three nil Celtic. Yeah, I think they're on a roll now. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Celtic could be very comfortable. I think United play with Conley and Reynolds at the back, and. Although good eighteen yeah about defence pace they'll struggle when I think Edward and Griffiths if that partnership continues, that could be a, a big scoreline, I think. Barry. Yep, three or four nil Celtic. Is it even is Set it us up for a good old fun uh-huh. game in Is it even if those two start together, Sai? They will play. It, yeah, they will, won't they? Yeah. I think Griffiths needs to get another yeah. sixty, seventy minutes into his legs to get him Yeah. He said that the only way he's going to get match fit is by playing matches, so I'd fully expect Lee Griffiths to, to play 60 or 70 minutes on And Wednesday. to recap then because in case you missed it earlier we had St Mirren Rangers and Barry you 2-0 uh, Rangers 2-0 scorers Look I know you don't, you Tavernier don't. He hasn't scored for two weeks yep. I mean, And Ken yeah. Ken yeah. needs to get back on the score sheet yeah. he needs to, He's mm-hmm. been pretty quiet the last three or four weeks that, That's been a kind of mm-hmm. up and down season for Ryan Kent mm-hmm. but what when he's not playing well he brings a a hell of a lot to the team his work rate is mm. exceptional so. and it's a nice thought that there's more to come isn't it you know when you think that he's not maybe at firing on all cylinders and you think you've still to get a bit more from him to yeah, come he still gives the team yeah, a yeah. lot oh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. something yeah. that really impressed me with him this mm. season when he's not been in top form he still brings a lot to the team in terms of his, his work rate McGinn played him well mm. I thought Paul McGinn was excellent yep. I thought he was his best defender but it's mm. tough for these creative guys you're the guy that every week I think it's the hardest thing in football you know the guy that's got to create things every week of course Wingers are the same consistent. I know that's what I went for. It's uh, but he's pulling it off much better. This is more like a loud Christmas, isn't it? For Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> and say so you were going for. Uh, I'm Ra- going Rangers. Rangers. I think Rangers. Two one. Two one. Yeah. Two two for me. Uh, still, light, still going light, to Desmond. Light, yeah. Lightning's gonna yeah. Lightning's gonna strike twice in Paisley. Uh, the Rangers fans will be throwing things at the radio at the moment (laughs) (laughs) a few people coming on the socials to say about uh, Queen of the South getting stick for George Galloway the former MP who was at the match the other day and saying there's lifelong uh, Queen of the South fans who can't get to the game so I think the the club are having a look at that but what happened yeah well they've apologised twice which probably tells the story Yep, and it's uh, not the worst thing he's done to do you remember his appearance on Big Brother when he's pretending to be that cat would you like me to be the oh wow has he been on your podcast no absolutely not he does he, the mother of all talk shows he's been on he? Dante ah he is ah, he's yeah, yeah. in the same scheme as me I saw but was the mother was, of all talk shows uh, he goes on so, about yeah, he's yeah. from Dundee he is yeah. Yeah. he actually lives in Dundee I don't know now and he's down in Dumfries at a game oh yeah I don't know if he lives in Dundee. He's probably based in England. He's probably based down south somewhere, isn't he? Probably, yeah. But he shouldn't be at the game. That's it. When are the fans going to be back, Barry? I don't think they'll be back in until next season. Next season? Oh, I put a a dampener on it, but I think that's why everybody get these grants. Um, That really tells me that I fully expect no fans to be in until next season, which is... Disappointing because for me, as a you know, I've kept saying fans mm. are, are everything in football, and hopefully with the vaccine coming, that uh, in the springtime we'll get people back in the grounds here that it will be allowed. Rob, surely, but you need, I think you'd need to see some steps towards it, kind of now, to mm-hmm. to be hopeful of of anything like. Well, Dave uh, Cormack keeps pushing sign. for it. Yeah, 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 people keep pushing, but the the signs aren't great, and uh, maybe we're going to have to go through a season with with no fans. I can't wait for the first Saturday, three yeah. o'clock kickoff, fans in the stadium. Can't beat it as a player. It's what you look forward to. It's why you play football. Yeah. You want to play in front of these these Even people. Even before it, you. So like walking through and, through and having a wee, a wee chat with the, the fans before the game. That's that's what you miss. So you're not going to be on 
for the rest of the week, are you? No, no, Until no. Next week. So, what's your prediction for Rangers Celtic? I'm going to go one one because I think Rangers will score, but I also think Celtic will score. With Griffiths and Edward, one, I do. One. Yeah. I, I th- more that I speak to Barry, he thinks Celtic will sit and hit them on the counter. I can see that happening. Right. Uh, and I think Griffiths and Edward between themselves will, will come up with a goal and, okay. and Celtic will sit and the rest of it. We'll hear what Barry thinks on Saturday. And Rob, you're on tomorrow night with yep. Craig Moore. Is um, on tomorrow night. Yep, absolutely. And Craig Simon Moore Donnelly. And Simon Donnelly. Yep. People who know a lot about uh, Rangers Celtic matches. Guys, thanks very much. Enjoy the rest of Christmas. Cheers. Pleasure. Thank you. See you soon. The Bull Radio Football Show. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk.